Hello and welcome to Due South by Southeast. Yeah, we're back. Uh, I'm sorry it's been so long since our last episode. As we say uh, quite often, unfortunately, where Michelle works as an NHS nurse, and I will not do the show without her unless it's kind of a special or something, you know, and sometimes I do the interviews. But a regular show, it has to be me and Michelle. But uh, here is a double bubble episode for you. So these were recorded last year. I am like, I can only apologize. I didn't get them out sooner. But one of them was recorded back in September for Squeefest, which is my um, yearly marathon I do where it's like 24 hours. I go live. This was recorded as part of it. And uh, the other half it's going to be our Christmas special again. Yeah, I know, very timely. But uh, we talk about, um, we did something a little bit fun. We basically talked, if you had to recast Due South and you could pick actors from any era, what, who would you pick? And I know that's slightly sacrilege because, you know, of course it's got the best cast ever. But it was kind of a fun little exercise. Uh, and uh, I think we came up with some good ones. So here, to make up for the Due South drought is a double episode. You're going to hear, uh, yeah, first of all, that episode from Squeefest where we cover the first episode of Series 3, or Season 3, Burning Down the House, and then straight into our picks for recasting Due South. Please enjoy this, and thank you kindly. I'm Tony Craig. I play Dracchio on Due South. I am Catherine Bruyere. Hey, everyone. This is Ramona Milano, otherwise known as Francesca Vecchio. This is Paul Haggis, and you're listening to Due South by Southeast. I wish this podcast would carry me away but while talking to Squeaky and Michelle get a word in edgeways Rick Holt over a bottle of rum on a dock of Southampton Bay To South That is what we're talking about To South Saddle up my microphone Get deep in Baker To South By South Welcome to Due South by Southeast. Yay! Uh, the show that gives Due South its dues with a little yay, one show at a time. I am, it, it may say Dr. Squee down there, but I am Detective Squee for the purposes of this next hour. And with me, as always, is, of course, well, we've got Willow there, and there's Dottie. Oh, um, who else? I can't see anyone. Oh, there's no one in your eyeline, is there? That's are. the problem. That's it. It was Michelle the whole time. Oh, I didn't bring my booster seat, so yeah, I'm looking tiny down here today. So, hello, Monty Michelle. And hello, Dr. Squee. So, um, just to, you know, uh, signpost something that's going to happen, you may hear some slurping in the background. That's Dottie taking a drink of water, which apparently was necessary at the beginning of the stream. But uh, in about Five minutes or so, I'm going to have to go and check on a pizza I just put in, or cheesy garlic bread for vegans. Um, so yeah, there is that. That's the way we're starting the show this week. Why not? <laughs> if you're listening <laughs> to this back later on audio, this was Squeefest. Uh, so yeah, we're doing absolutely wonderful. We've just started off the uh, second stream of Squeefest. 
and uh, Sarah Kirk has put, was lovely seeing on hi highlights from Paul Gross interview. Thank you kindly. Yes, in the uh, at the end of the last stream, I just played a few highlights uh, from the Paul Gross interview, which you can catch if you go into the Due South by Southeast, either if you go to the stream for the, uh, oh God, I, words are escaping me now. The stream for the podcast, you can find it there or on the Dr. Squee, uh, youtube.com slash Dr. Squee, you can find the whole video. And I think Sarah would agree with me. Always lovely to see Paul Gross. So lovely. He's and aging well, isn't he, Sarah? Although I'm starting to judge myself by past squeeze. So like when I see these videos, which were very kindly cut together from, by my friend Fred, it's like, you know, oh, that guy's a bit like that version of me so much younger. That version of me so much slimmer. Damn you, younger me's. I think I'm the shorter version this year. Yeah. <laughs> You're always this short. But I'm, yeah, I know I'm always short, but I mean, wow. I mean, he does have a higher chair than me. I would like to point that out. She's just usually got 10 I mean, pillows. I'm, I mean, I am. Yeah. <laughs> I think last time you gave me a bit of a booster, didn't you? And, and I, oh, I'm not yes. sure. Is she? Is she? <laughs> yes, yeah, so right. Sarah agrees with me. It's always nice to see Paul Gross. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, if you're going to write comments on um, thing, it's okay, but we won't see your name unless you give permissions to StreamYard. StreamYard does not mind your data or anything else. It's just so they can, they need to share the permissions to put your name on it. Um, lovely seeing the pieces, two of the Paul Gross interview. Need to dig out the full interview. Yes, please yes. do. By the way, that's up to like uh, three thousand views on uh, between YouTube and uh, and Facebook. It's three or four thousand. I've even forgotten that's that many views. So just thank you, everyone who's uh, viewed that. I was talking to someone the other day online and just saying it's like uh, it really did feel like a moment during the lockdown. Like you know, so many people were um, investing and looking forward to it, and we were all, I think, in such a bleak place. Mm -hmm. So to have Paul Gross talking to us and. It, it just meant a hell of a lot to me to be at the heart of that moment. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much for that. What Dennis. a gent he is. He is indeed. Uh, both Paul and Michelle are lovely. Wow. Paul certainly is, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> um, the more you compliment her, the nastier I have to be. That's just the rules. I don't make them up, except for the fact that I do. Yeah, I think you do. Yeah, what's your point? I have no point. See? Anyway, <laughs> I don't know what point that proved. <laughs> Michelle, how are you doing anyway? I'm all right, actually, yes. <laughs> yeah, I had a day off from, of work today, so I'm, I'm all good. I'm rested. I'm ready to go. Oh, I hope you're feeling okay. Yeah, I was going to say, I hope you're nice. doing okay, because uh, you've been working a lot harder than me today. I went to the cinema, and, and that's about all I've done today. Well, didn't get up the permissions on the StreamYard up this time. Oh, sorry, Tina. Uh, hello, Tina. Hi, though. Tina. It's fine. It doesn't matter if you don't. Just I just want people to be assured if it asks you permissions, it's literally just to display your name. Uh, by the way, I do have to give a quick shout out. Um, I've been remiss in doing this on some of the other shows. StreamYard uh, have actually sponsored uh, Squeefest. So basically, uh, they've given us the professional package for the same price as they charge for a standard package. So we get all the extra features uh, for our 24-hour marathon. So thank you very much to the people at StreamYard. Trust the duck and stream with StreamYard. Uh, it really is just a great, very simple way of streaming. If you ever want to stream out to Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch at the same time, you can do it through this platform. It's wonderful. But such plugs aside, uh, we are so far. I'm just going to check to see if we've had any more emails. I don't think we have, but. We are at an absolutely amazing, stonking amount of, he said, not delaying at all so he could find the amount, with donations of £360. Wow. Thank you very much to everyone who's donated so far. 
If you're in a position to do so, please do donate at uh, justgiving.com slash shelter squee. If you can afford to uh, uh, give a few pennies, please do. If you can't, that's absolutely fine too. We do understand it's a difficult time for a lot of people. But if you can afford, please do donate. Um, all the stars today have given up their time. And in fact, Ian McNeese earlier, did you see he donated £100? That's amazing. Um, that's an amazing amount that you've raised so far. Yeah, I'm really touched by it. And thank you. People's generosity never ceases to amaze me. Um, but knowing how lovely everyone is, um, it's totally in character for you wonderful people who watch every year. Uh, yay, that's a cool amount. It is great. It is. Um, like I've sent the amount which we're aiming for at £600. We were just over that £607, I think, was at the end of the last one. Uh, it would be great if we could meet that. If we don't, again, I understand it's tough times for people. But again, if you can afford to donate, that's it. Uh, so, Michelle, do you want to talk to the people for five minutes while I go and grab the pizza? <laughs> oh, now you're going to go and abandon me. Okay. I am. Yeah. Um, so somebody thinks that they need to eat during this 24-hour podcast. If you if you just like I'll, I'll pass you the mouse and then you just need to uh, if anyone comments, you just click on it and it goes on the stream. So, so if you Brilliant. want to say yeah, so if anyone wants to have a chat with me, so I'm not sure what I'm gonna do for 10 minutes. Yeah, so if anyone wants to have a chat. So if you want to compliment to do, do it now, what <laughs> I'm gonna have to listen. Yeah, if you want to say anything about Ian while he's out of the room, <laughs> go for it now. Anything about Dr. Squee. Sorry, sorry, I'm gonna just He's taking the. He's even taking the dogs away from me. I thought I was going to get them for some company. Well, they keep them going towards the door. I know they've only recently been out for a pee, but the fact they keep them going to the door so much makes me worried. So I'm just, I'll be fine. Five minutes. Yeah. Um. Tell you what. Yo ho ho! We're getting drunk. Sell, but tell me this: what rum we're drinking, Michelle? Tell that was almost right. Okay. Tell them what we're drinking. I'll tell them what we're I'll drinking. <laughs> so it's almost like a little cocktail we've got going on at the moment. So, Doctor Squee. Um, he had some Bacardi left over, so I'll get this one up, if I can get that right. Oh, I'm not very good at this. So yeah, spiced Bacardi. There was hardly anything left, so I had to mix that with the one that I've bought as well. And this is one that we haven't actually had before. So this is a new one to our podcast. Uh, it is a Havana rum. Havana Club. Go on, rubbish at this. Um... And if anyone who knows who Burner Boy is, let us know in the comments. So it says Burner Boy at the top. So it's an, a seven-year aged rum. Yeah, extra aged Cuban rum. But there's a little bit on the back that's been written by Burner Boy, whoever that is. I'm trying to read it. So it says Love Domini, I think that says, a.k.a. Burner Boy. So me and my husband, Gary, we thought he sounds like a rapper. So maybe he's a rapper that's really into rum. Um, yeah, but absolutely no idea. It says, we share in the beauty of culture, community, and heritage. Let's celebrate uh, in united liberations. Please remember that you are a giant today and always. But I don't feel much like a giant today. Uh, sitting next to Ian on his um, very high chair makes me feel very small. I, mean, I normally feel quite small, but even smaller. Um. I thought I might get some funny comments off of my husband tonight. I think he's probably tuned in. And just like uh, Dr. Squee, he likes to make fun of my my height. <laughs> so I thought he might be having a bit of a laugh at how short I'm looking tonight. So if you're out there, Gary, why don't you send me a message and we can have a chat while Gary's out of the room. So I might be having some cheesy garlic bread with him tonight. So this is going to look fun, isn't it? We're going to be drinking rum and eating cheesy garlic bread while we're doing our, our podcast. 
I can hear him down there, so I think he's got it out of the oven now. God, it's very strange being around Ian's and it actually being quiet. I haven't even got the dogs in here. Normally I've got the dogs to play with when he abandons me. But yeah, Sarah, if you're still out there and you want to have a chat, let me know. Oh, I think Gary is talking to me. What picture is that? Wow, Mountie Michelle looking good. Well, that's nice of you to say, Gary, but I know I'm looking very short tonight. <laughs> hello, wave. I've got a hello, wave, so I'm going to wave back to you, Gary. That's a lovely picture of the uh, Mexican Gary there. It's a nice moustache you've got going on. And at least you're not wearing the sombrero. Oh, no one else wants to talk to me. So it's nice of him to make this awkward and just leave me, isn't it? I think he's coming back, actually. We'll get Gary off of the screen. I think he's about to come back and join us with some nice garlic bread now. There you go. So one of the dogs has come back with you. Yeah, the other one's coming. Dottie a minute, come on. <laughs> I know she's an old lady now, isn't she? Sorry, Dottie. <laughs> so she's an old puppy. Come on, Dottie. Experienced puppy. Experienced, sorry, experienced puppy. That's right, That's isn't it, Dottie? That's for you, thank you. Can you move your chair slightly over for a I second? I can move over a little bit. That, that way, not closer. <laughs> Can't get the stuff. Dottie wants to go wherever the food is, though. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So thank you very much. Sorry about that, guys. But yeah, I need to eat. Oh, I'm not oh. of me again. <laughs> Just leave the leave the wire. Yeah. Sorry, that's See, me. See, Michelle's determined to knock out the wire every opportunity she gets. Yeah. So we did. Have you done what rum we're drinking? Yeah, I've done the rum. I've so told, cheers, guys. Yeah, so it's a bit of a mixture, isn't it? And by the way, I have to particularly. Um, oh, hello, Gary. Has Gary been saying hi while I was he gone? He said hello. Yeah, he said hello to me while you were gone. No one else wanted to talk to me, but Gary did. Um, just quickly, uh, thank you very much to the Jews as well, who would usually be doing their uh, Jew South meetup, and they've decided to join us instead. They they did hey. a bit early, so thank you very much so for hello. that. Very appreciate. So, uh, do you have any mini mounties? Uh, well, I was going to add a cat. Okay, uh, <laughs> mini mounty club. Eh? Uh, so we previously um, added Victoria. Victoria has a beautiful cat called Tamba. So very I was nice. going to add Tamba onto this. We've got a few animals on them, haven't we? So it's nice to. Nice to have another cat, so I think we've got quite a few dogs. Are you going to write on those? I'm going to write it down. Have you got some as well? No, I didn't okay. think so. Yeah. I'll just leave it to you this time. Well, wasn't that good? <laughs> I had something to add. And I thought we could just get on with the episode, you know. Well, fine, we can do that. Whenever you're ready. If you really want, we can get on with so, it. So, of course, we're going to be talking about Burning Down the House, the fantastic series opener to Series 3. We get a new Ray in. Um, and I'm just going to look up uh, some of the production details of uh, who wrote and directed and whatever else on this one and while michelle's doing that as well so we're just gonna give it air. that's gonna be helpful sorry that's my fault that one we've worked this one out well haven't we we have um, yeah so i've added timber so timber is 129 on our list i can't believe how how long our list is now yeah we were originally mini mounty club was just a silly joke which then we decided we'd go to 100 and now we're on 129 129 so uh, number 129 very well done timber uh seems i'm the only one from the zoom chat others were busy today tonight tina okay well lovely to have you yeah, here hi, tina. tina all comes welcome anyone who's not watching now they can either watch this back or i will put everything up and chopped up into individual slots later so um if we go to the episode guide 
we're going to series three. So for the UK, series three, the last series of GSAV, uh, for other uh, markets in America and Canada, this is the penultimate series. Very weird how this works out, but uh, there might, on the production, there must have been, it was either one series or two. Mm. I'd be fascinated to know, because it's it's weird, we, we call it one series over here, when it's two other places. But Burning Down the House, this was written, oh sorry, directed by George Bloomfield, the late great, and uh, written by Paul Gross. I thought it was Woo. him, but I was just gonna check. Yeah. So Michelle, what an episode, what an exciting oh my God, series open. Such a good start to the series, wasn't it, it? It is a really fantastic episode. I remember when I'd watched them back, this was one which I'd always, like if I wasn't doing the complete run, this was one which I used to revisit a lot. Really enjoyed this episode, more than I thought I was going to. It's like, yeah. oh, I was excited to see the new Ray, but you know, a little apprehensive as well, but absolutely loved it. I, I am so glad, despite, you know, uh, when we spoke to David Marciano last year, uh, he did say that he wasn't enjoying it so much near the end. He felt the American content was getting squeezed for the Canadian content, uh, which I understand his viewpoint on that, but it's just so nice that he came back for this little opening bit. If you just had him missing from the start, yeah. I think it would have it's almost like it, he was giving us permission to hand over to the other Ray. We'd just been the new guy being like, oh, okay, no, no goodbye to Ray Vecchio. And it was such an emotional um, little scene that he filmed as well, wasn't it? It was lovely. And, he was brilliant. And, and the way he was, you know, uh, obviously Benny could tell something was up and he's going, it's like, look, I just can't pick you up from the airport. It's what we do in America. In America, you phone someone if you can't pick them up from the airport. And just Benny's not, Benny's not he's buying, not buying it. it. He's not buying it. Just like Willow, you can see, <laughs> you saw her face then, it's like, mm, I'm not buying that. She knows. She knows. She knows. She knows. Don't you always be. Sorry, I went to full call. Yeah. But it was a brilliant start to the episode. Absolutely loved it. So we were straight in. We were back in Canada with the Northern Territories of Canada, the Northwest Territories. Of course, this comes before the phone call. Yeah. Yeah. yeah before the phone call. We've got some, this amazing scene of um, Benny just. He's chasing this guy out in the wilderness, isn't he? Um, oh, it was just absolutely brilliant. My favourite bit was when he's, you know, this guy, he gets into this little boat. He's trying to get away from Benny and Benny just jumps off of this cliff. Oh, I'm going to say cliff, but he jumps off this. It was quite high. The waterfall? Something. Yeah, they end up going yeah. down the waterfall. But oh, no, it's before, before that, yeah. then, yeah, he, he kind of jumps off this high cliff and of course his feet go straight through the boat. And it also creates a lovely hero moment for the credit sequence when he's kind of doing that when he's going there. Yeah, and, you know, this guy's like, get out of the boats. I don't think you want me to do that. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And it's sort of like a retake of the first episode because then it's like the guy fishing over his quota. Yeah. This time it's littering and it's just, it's, it's just genius the way they do it. It was so funny. Yeah, when he's going through this whole kind of report with this um, officer about, you know, what he's done he's like you've chased him for like six days i think he was yeah. chasing him what sim was it littering, littering. <laughs> <laughs> was there something about the type or the scale of the littering which is like well actually sir and then i oh, love the fact they yeah. do cuts to jim telling this very long story it's like and it was toxic waste blah, 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 blah. goes on and on and on and he, he dumped it in the, the territories <laughs> and it's like and they've made you a chief elder because of this or something yeah. like that. And I just like the fact that he was going on for so long. They showed this clip of like Deef and Baker. He's just kind of like rolling on his side. Just like yes. <laughs> even Deef and Baker had had enough. <laughs> we do love some, some Deef and Baker in there. Yeah. And I wrote down how much it cost as well. It was like, you know, was it really worth the amount that you 
you caused and all the damage. <laughs> yes. Jason this guy was like, oh, wait, no, it was like $733,000. Yeah. And, and again, he caused. It, it was something similar in the first episode when he was tracking it down was, the yeah. guy. Uh, it's just really nice. And again, this is, it's like that, it's almost like that scene is subtly telling you this is a re-beginning of Due South. Yeah. This is a new beginning. Uh, and there was loads of moments which we'll get to through the episode where you could tell that it was like it was like about um getting rid of those getting rid of some things to say goodbye to the original uh ray but we'll, we'll get to that as we go along yeah and the phone call as well i mean it was a proper kind of goodbye wasn't it sarah kirk says here i always feel emotional at that goodbye scene oh, 100%. I totally, agree, totally agree there was so much emotion in his performance and his voice when he was he was recording that and i know that he was at a point where he was you know i think he wanted to say goodbye to do self at that point but that performance I, that goodbye scene i think for me that's why um i why i like this as one series the the series three series four or series three here i think why it works particularly well on that is because it's bookended by the the original ray so he's in the first episode and he comes back for the last episode um and and it's really not that many episodes so i think of it is split into two it's a very small series each so i don't know it's yeah. uh yeah that was, yeah, and you got the new credits. Yeah, we did have new credits. So. Jazzy, jazzy up theme tune. I mean, I, I've got to stuff some blue original, but I think this one works. And I think it did, and I enjoyed the um, yeah, the new scene. But like sliding good. pictures of people going across the screen that worked very effectively. Yeah, and I think if we were just seeing the old credit scenes with like Ray and everything, in, we'd just spend the whole time just be like, oh Ray, every time we saw it. So. Well, I think they would have cut him out of it. Like they would have used new clips, but they just. Yeah, it was a whole new, a whole way new of kind it. of uh, style of credit scene. But I liked it. I thought it worked. Yeah. Um, and I liked that. Um, so when they got back to um, Chicago afterwards, the <laughs> Baker was was really upset that Ray wasn't there. To meet <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Okay, Ray wasn't available, and dogs aren't allowed. Wolves weren't allowed in taxis in in America. Just... <laughs> it's great. That was so funny. I wasn't expecting that. I knew that you know it's going to be a little bit funny for um. Sorry, I'm knocking things here. All these lightsabers that are around the place. Who has all these lightsabers in their room? Sonic screwdrivers. Sonic Thank screwdrivers. you. Sonic screwdrivers. <laughs> sorry, I realized oh, what it was. As soon as that came out of like, my mouth, I realized what it was. I was like, is she doing it on purpose? Because oh, oh, oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Doctor Who. Well, it's a sonic you, screwdriver. Yes. I'm knocking the sonic screwdrivers. Okay, move on. Swiftly moving. No, on. I do. I do love any scene where you've got um, Dee Baker and Benny arguing like an old couple, a married couple. It's yes. perfect. Yeah, it was so funny, and you know, and then I think Benny was saying something along the lines of, "You know, we'll we'll get home and blah blah blah," and then he turned around, his home's burnt down. Yeah, and again, oh. so this is the first thing that we lose from the setup we knew. So you haven't got the building which uh, was used in so many episodes. It was it was focal to so many episodes. Yeah. They had his um, fellow tenants, which we never get to hear what happened with, but there we go. But, um, but yeah, it's like, yeah, we're, we're not doing what we did before. We're going to move this in a bit of a new direction. It'll still feel yeah. like due south, but it's going to be a bit different. Yeah, but it was so sad. You know, he's standing in the middle of, you know, his burnt down apartment building. Um, and he finds something which he think was the accelerator for the for the fire. Mm. And I wonder he must have been sniffing it. Because I know like the smell is quite an important thing. So I, mm. 
and it seems like a very Benny thing to do that he's um sniffing. <laughs> he likes to sniff. Do you want a bit? No, I'm right. Thank okay. you. Um, For the purposes of anyone listening <laughs> audio later, I just offered Michelle a bit of my uh, garlic pizza bread. Yes, thank you very much. No, I'm all right, actually. Um, and then there's this scene, which was quite interesting to me. So he stood in this burnt down building and his dad appears and he's mm. having this conversation. There's something that just kind of struck me as they were having this conversation. He starts talking about a story about something that happened before Benny was born, about how uh, he'd had a cabin that burnt down. He had to live in an igloo and then he rebuilt it. Um, and he was like, oh, I've never heard of this before. And then I kind of thought, well, this is very strange. So he's coming up with these story so I always kind of think of these scenes with his dad is that he's kind of thinking about conversations that he would have with his dad but then he's getting information that he never knew about during his yeah, life I, I don't think there are any examples in the first two series of when his dad says something that it can possibly come from Benny's mind but definitely in series three slash four yeah. you you do get him, you know, it proves that he's definitely external to Benny. It's yes. some, someone who's there. Yeah, because, you know, he's saying, oh, I didn't know about that. And he was like, well, it happened before you were born. <laughs> I'm thinking, well, this can't be like a like a like just a conversation in his head then. He, he didn't know it. Sniff and taste. The old sniff and taste <laughs> with a pizza bread. Thank you, Tina. <laughs> she just put sniff and taste. Sniff and, yeah. Well, that sums up Benny's, um, like, how he likes to work. He likes to sniff Oh, I thought she was talking about oh, No, no, sniff and taste. No, sniff, you're right. Yeah. I mean, it so could be you. It could be Benny. Who knows? <laughs> it could be both. I think she's talking about Benny. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> I thought, what? Okay. You, like, you're doing, you know, on, um, like, Everybody Loves Raymond, where he has to, like, touch everything to his chin before he eats it. Maybe you're like... Sniff before yeah. you eat. Sniff and eat. Sniff and eat. Sniff and taste. The old sniff and taste. Um, yeah, it's, I, I mean, obviously, it's always a pleasure whenever Benny licks something you shouldn't. That sounds worse. <laughs> yes. Yeah, should we move on? Tina did make, mean Benny. Yeah. She did mean Benny. Okay. Yeah. It could have very easily have been him. Yeah. Very easily. Could have. Um, so then he goes to the station. And I think Benny's quite keen to kind of catch up with Ray once he's got back to Chicago. Obviously, he couldn't be there to pick him up. They haven't had a catch-up. Oh, and I love it whenever he goes, it's like, um, is uh, Detective Vecchio there? It's like, what do you mean, Ray? Yes, detect the Detective Vecchio. Yes, Ray Vecchio. Uh, Ray Vecchio, the detective. Yeah. <laughs> they start all these kind of running jokes, which are going to, that goes through the episode. And it's in this scene where he uh, tells the story of, uh, I came to Chicago on the trail of my father's killers. And for reasons which don't really need exploring this juncture, I stayed attached as, as liaison to the Canadian consulate. Yeah. I, I love that. Uh, and do you know how that came about? No. Do you remember from my Paul Haggis interview, he told me that um, basically the network wanted them to have a like a thing at the beginning, sort of like the Space the Final Frontier. It would be something which would go at the beginning of the credits where he'd talk about, he'd okay. explain the show. And uh, Paul Haggis came with up with the no, sorry, not Paul Haggis, Paul Gross, of course. I think it was him who told me this bit. He was the one who came up with the idea of saying, Well, instead, why, why don't we do it in the show? I'll just say this line or some version of it each episode. It's really fun how they played about with it every now and again. Like, there was a, a video episode we've got coming up when uh, someone else says it to him because he's there psychically getting what happened to him. So, yeah, so it's a nice bit of playing around with that. Cool. Yeah, but there were some lovely moments. I'm yeah. sorry, there were lovely moments, Willow. Um, she doesn't agree. Mm. Um, with Tony Craig. T-Dog Craig. 
Yeah, T Dog. Yeah, we call him now. As he insists, friend of the show. I don't know why he insisted I call him that. B does. Um, yeah. yeah, friend of the show. And I just love that he's going around giving everybody these gifts from Canada. These ridiculous, awful gifts. He gives he gives some Detective Louis this this whalebone thing. And it was so lovely because the guy who's singing across from him knows what it is. It was just it was the most random little note. I don't know why they decided to do this, but it's just so funny that the guy's going, Oh, that's a and I forget what the name is. is something but... like was supposed to help draw you to criminals or something. It was this oh, Yeah, and I he's going like, Oh, this will help weird. you triangulate wherever you are. And um then the the guy who's talking to Detective Dewey says, um oh sorry, Jack Huey. The guy who's talking to him says, like, yeah, but it only works if you're in the northwest <laughs> colonies. And he goes, um, yeah. yeah, this is going to come in real yeah. useful. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, where Chicago. am I going to put this? <laughs> yeah, it's like, thanks, Benny. Thanks a lot. Uh, yeah. yeah, then Elaine, we had this lovely bit of Elaine. I don't even know what that was. He handed her this thing and she's just holding it up like, thanks, Benny. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and he's just going around everyone just asking for Ray. Have you seen Ray? Have you seen Ray anywhere? And it was like, yeah. You know where Ray is. And we have to enjoy these moments with Elaine because it's somewhere along the, the road here that she uh, leaves the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. very sad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then he has a very, very brief kind of chat with Walsh, doesn't he? And like Walsh wants to explain what's going on, but he doesn't get a chance. Oh, also, sorry, I forgot to say, a bit I really enjoy is near the beginning of the episode where you've got, uh, after he hangs up the phone, Ray's there, and he walks by uh, Walsh just yes. giving her like a sad look in his way. And it just made me think of all the times when Ray's been chewed up by, by, um, sorry, I was just saying Walsh, Walsh. by Walsh. All the times he's been chewed up by Walsh, and then Walsh is so sad to see him go. It just shows that all that kind of telling him off was was in a kind of almost parental kind of way. It's yeah. like he does really care he about. He does care. Guys. He didn't want him to leave, did he? Yeah. And as he's on the phone, um, talking to Benny, you can see him like packing up like a box of his stuff. Mm. And it's like. Anyway, we know he's going. No, we're going to get all emotional in a minute. So yeah, let's Totes move on. emotion. Totes emotion. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So he doesn't find um, Ray at the station, uh, but he finds new Ray. He go. finds new Ray, and he's completely confused because everyone's talking to him like he's old Ray. <laughs> well, I like the fact that Walsh, like, there's just nothing where Walsh goes like, "Okay, we've got to talk," and then he gets called away. Yeah, he gets something. called away, so he doesn't get to explain what's going on. Um, Hey, you met up with Walsh? Yes. Oh, cool. So oh, you know what's yeah, going so on. He, yeah. He, yeah, so he thinks like that he's up to speed. He knows what's going on. He hasn't got the slightest idea. And he he just keeps questioning him, doesn't he? You're not Ray. You're not Ray. <laughs> and he's like, he shows him his badge and everything that's got, you know, Ray Becchio <laughs> on it. And he's Benny's just so confused about what's going on. And the kind of magic trick they do with the second Ray is they make him in some ways so like the Ray we know. So you've got that comfort to it yeah. but they do differentiate him in other ways so like it's when he's going around just saying the same line to all the girls in the station like oh hey God, yeah. you me the uh ballroom and like, some martinis or something he's quite the flirt <laughs> and he says the exact same thing to Elaine to some other um yeah the other one yeah and apparently he's got a different nose yes he's they've got different noses <laughs> they yet, do have so. different noses yeah. I, i'm more classic <laughs> vecchio nose myself well. Oh, yes. And then while um, Benny's having this um, conversation with new Ray and completely confused about everything, this phone call comes through to Ray and he's like, oh, it's for you. And he hands it over to Benny and it's this massively, I wrote down, creepy phone call from this guy that tells him um, 
that Ray's house is about to burn down. I think he says something about an electric blanket is about to go or something. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, your house is about to burn down. <laughs> so they um, jump in a car and head off um, to old Ray Vecchio's house. I mean, this must be so confusing for Benny. Yeah. And the new Vecchio is, um, yeah, it's like he goes past the turning, which old Ray would usually take. He goes, well, I've been trying to mix things up. I want to make things original. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, uh, uh, oh, God, how does he put it? It's like, Pattern is uh, part of entropy, or something. Like that. He says something about like you know, if you, you just get everything to get stale, basically. Yeah, and and then it just it, I mean, it just continues to be weird from doesn't it? So he gets to kind of old Ray's house, and it's on. Is it already on fire? I can't remember. If it's already I on fire. Or... on fire, and then he has to help everyone out yeah. through the window. And it's quite funny because uh, one minute uh, uh, Francesca is. He's going, it's like, watch where your hands are going, mister. And next minute, she's got to pretend like that's her brother, which has all sorts of creepy vibes Ooh, to it. Yeah, very strange. <laughs> very strange. But I just love the fact that Ray goes bursting in. He opens the door and, like, the smoke like is, hits him in the face and he's just, like, straight through. I'm like, this is so dangerous. What are you doing? Oh, and it's like, and again, it's like, it's this thing of the kind of reset which we're doing here. So, not again, another location which is kind of burnt a bit. Uh, you've got... Um, the Ray Vecchio, the new Ray Ray, is uh, is going. It's like uh, Benny says to him, "It's like, are you coming in?" He goes, "No, I'm not going to risk my life." And there's like the real Vecchio would like it. And... There's his sister in there. He would have been in there, wouldn't he? Exactly. But also, it's that thing of like, this is the starting point where uh, we meet our new Ray. And like we found with the other Ray, he started off as quite a little bit more selfish person, like maybe not putting his neck out for others. And he learned from Benny, and it feels like this is the reset. This is yeah. this is this guy at, at factory settings, if you like, where he's been very selfish. Yeah. And over the series, we see him kind of you know become a, a bit of a better person. Yeah. Nice. I, I'm loving Willow in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's really looking at the camera now. It's all like she's loving being on camera right now. <laughs> Got my good side. She does look a bit part wolf as well, I think. Yeah, a little deep in the background there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I did like the fact that when um, Benny's gets to... Dottie comes up, just slaps right away. It's like, there's <laughs> only one Dottie Baker on this podcast, thank you. Um, when he goes in, he rescues Francesca. First of all, there's this little... Um, oh, that like Sarah says hello to Willow as well. Oh, and Willow, I'm sure, says hello I'm back, sure Sarah. she does. <laughs> She's like, yes, I'm getting fan mail now. <laughs> Don't make her head any bigger. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's, you know, it goes past this bit... I think it was on a mirror or something. There's a picture of Benny and it just got lipstick like kisses all over yeah. it. <laughs> so, say Francesca. Yeah, it is really great. This the, the amount of like little jokes and nods. I mean, you know, it, it's something which is uh, I've alluded to before, and uh, I think others have talked about. It does get a bit more slapstick in the later series, and there's some wonderful kind of humour to it. I miss some of the more kind of serious tone in some episodes, but uh, it certainly has got its own charms to the later series. And like you were saying, you know, there's um, so many of these episodes, like you were saying, that I don't remember at all, really. So it's really yeah. exciting. Whereas most of the uh, original Vecchio ones, I at least remember some elements of the episodes. Whereas, like, I think there's going to be some I'm just going to have no recollection of. In this, You'll be on the exciting. same page as me. <laughs> well, I've had to stop myself from... Like it's, it's tempted, sometimes like today, like watching this episode, oh, I so want to watch more, but it's yes. like, nope, so we've no, got to we discover to them together. That's yep. how we do it. We have to stop there. 
Um, yeah, and I, I like the way that he got Francesca out of the building as well. Just break a window, chuck around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy as well. <laughs> Is that a brother-in-law? Yeah, it's a brother-in-law, yeah. brother-in-law. He's out the window as well. So, yeah, I thought it was quite funny. And um, it was definitely a case of, yeah, these are the members of the cast who were playing the ball yeah. for this scene. And then I think Benny comes out the front door holding the goldfish tank as well. <laughs> of course he does, of course, yeah. And, he, yeah, and then uh, New Ray goes like, you, you went in there. To save the goldfish? <laughs> well, yeah, Benny would. Uh, and I just love the fact he puts it down on the ground and Deef goes over and just starts licking and drinking the water from the goldfish. <laughs> and I might be mistaken, but I think he might have eaten them. Did he? I I'm not catch yeah, I don't know. If anyone has seen this episode and they know, I might have seen it wrong, but I'm pretty sure they panned back a bit later oh. and there was no goldfish in there. Is this this series version of the, did uh, they, didn't they, between, you know, uh, Francesca mm-hmm. and, and Benny? This time it's like, did Deef or did Deef not eat the goldfish? Did he eat the goldfish. <laughs> People have been arguing about that since series oh, three when wow. first aired. We'll probably never know for sure. <laughs> yes, yeah, left to your imagination. Did he eat the goldfish? Did he not? Oh, yeah. And then, you know, Benny goes back to his normal ways, doesn't he? And he starts some, um, is he licking a, an electric outlet or something? Because <laughs> I think like Ray goes up to him. Uh, I don't know what he says, but he says something like, "Seriously, what are you doing? You know, he's like your tongue on an electric socket should not make contact." <laughs> kind of a thing. You know, he obviously doesn't know Benny well enough just yet. Yeah, because this is what he does. This is just you know. I just love through all this kind of uh, new Benny business that uh, sorry new Ray business that Benny's questioning himself if he's sane <laughs> or not. He thinks he's had some sort of yeah. mental breakdown. Yeah, let me see what I put. I can't remember if he's like sniffing it or licking it. I think he must have been licking it because he means sniffing. Let's play it. sniff it or lick it. <laughs> sniff or lick it. We could, that could be a part of every week's yeah. <laughs> podcast. The new, it? The new series three features sniff it or lick it. If you want to record a theme song for that, please do send it in. But yeah, that, the thing that um, uh, I think Dave, yeah, I think he did. Even Ben gave him a stern look. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Um, I think he did. Benny likes licking things. <laughs> it's his thing. And why he's so popular with the ladies. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, but then um, Benny points out that there's the same odour from this house that there was in his building that burnt down. So then he's thinking, okay, there's definitely a connection with these fires here. Someone's out to get us. Um, so I'm getting so distracted by the dogs. <laughs> So, oh, I wish you could. Pick. Can you move over just slightly? Oh no, you can't really, can you? Just, just lean I'll that knock way. The lean that again, way. No. Lean that way. No, but that way. Oh, can you see that? Oh, she's moving. <laughs> she's she like, oh, see. I'm on camera. <laughs> There's this, this orange bone, and it was just slightly out of like a... uh... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> on the audio, that's not going to come out. No. Um, it looks good. You should watch the video. Does Willow mind you broadcasting from a bedroom? Gary, this is my office. It just <laughs> happens to also be their bedroom. I think she's okay with it. Look at her. Yeah, I think she's all right. I think she's. Coping. She doesn't look very bothered, does she? <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, and there's also this blue van that's following them. So obviously, we're getting a little bit suspicious. This blue van's following them around, trying to set them on fire for reasons that we didn't know at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, and then I love they go back to the station and Ray is still, uh, sorry, Benny is still so focused on the fact that you're not Ray. <laughs> I yeah. know you're not Ray. Everyone's treating you like you're Ray. Because he even asked Francesca, it's like, do you know this man? She's like, yeah, it's Ray. <laughs> and his dad says something about like, um, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I like the way you subtly uh, interrogated the, the young son. <laughs> it's like, uh, 
now, now to confirm, it's like already ahead of you, Dan. He starts doing all these tests on him. Yeah, because it's in the car then that he starts measuring the nose. <laughs> yeah, sorry to, takes, to the yeah. point earlier about new nose. Yeah, he takes uh, yeah takes his measurements of his nose when he's in the car. And Rachel's like, "What are you doing?" Which also suggests that Benny has memorized the nose length of the original. <laughs> original ray which is slightly creepy slightly slightly but but not when uh, he does it then he gets away with it but then they're back at the station and he's <laughs> they're having a chat and he he's very sneakily very well done as well he picks up like an ink pad doesn't he and then gets that on yeah he high fives hand and then gets a bit of paper on it to like pretend he's wiping it off like, yo, yo well, what are you just what doing, are you doing? Oh, you it's just a fun game we did it's like yeah we have a lot of fun a lot of fun me and you it's like more fun than battle monkeys yes <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Such a great line. And then he's like, pretend to wipe it off, gets the paper on there, then he's got his fingerprints, so he's going to run this check on him, because he's, he's, I think he's completely confused by the fact that everybody's referring to him as Ray Vecchio, and he's very, very clearly not Ray Vecchio. And then they've got the, um, he gets some, uh, oh, no, no, we haven't got that. We, we go to the consulate oh. in a minute, don't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because doesn't he get another phone call or something? Um there's another van outside, and I can't remember why they end up going to the consulate. I can't uh, there was another phone call or something, but they end up going to the consulate anyway. And I think he must be concerned that they were going to set fire to it. I haven't written it down, so I can't remember why they head there. But yeah, so they head to the consulate. Yep. And that was really funny. There was this this um this other Mountie that was just bonkers. <laughs> oh, it's Temple, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He goes, yeah, Temple. Yeah. And he's, he's like putting these pictures of the queen and things up, isn't he? Oh, uh, that was so bittersweet as well. When I was watching it, it was lit, uh, it was either the day, I think it was yesterday. So it was the day yeah. after the queen had died. And when they were putting up the picture, I was like, I genuinely got a little bit moved by it. I was like, oh. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's, yeah. And like, Do you think the queen would like it? And I was like, oh. And there's never been a time with within our lifetimes that hasn't been a queen. Like no. it's um so yeah, that was a very, very strangely emotional moment. So yeah. but anyway to the queen. To the, yeah, let's have a little drink to the queen. And they oh yeah, some someone's um posted on here. I think we need to get this up because this was in well, the Well that, that that's what oh, happens yeah, next. So afterwards. I was gonna, I was gonna yeah, bring yeah, that up okay, in okay. a second. Okay. Yes, yeah, so he ends up bursting into the office in the consulate. Um, That's just new, um, new hairdo as well. She's got the short hair. Yeah, she has. I'm gonna admit, I like the long hair. I like, like, yeah, know, I think the, the she's long hair. Look... Agency. I'm not saying anything. I just, I just prefer the long. Hair. I think it looked a bit better having the long hair as well. Um, so. But it was hilarious because she had this guy in there, and straight away Benny was jealous. <laughs> <laughs> he goes in, he sees this guy, and he's all like muscly and buff with his tight t shirt on. <laughs> and then they're looking at these uh, swatch patterns, and it's like, uh, <laughs> and I think you should go with this color because it brings out the uh, color in the office and your eyes. And your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a smooth line. But even like Turnbull, and she was like, oh yeah, this is my interior designer. And she was like, that on his arms. He's got these big muscly arms. Even for a minute, she was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, it's a wonderful, and again, we're, we're saying it's like there is a new uh, consulate, there's a new location, yeah. it's setting up new stuff for this new series, and I, again, I think by making these changes around Ray, it takes the focus a little bit off just him being new, yeah. 
and gives you okay we're just going to do something a little bit different here we're not going to do everything how we did it before so it kind of um it's like raise just one of the changes yeah and i think that was actually quite sensible to do because it's almost like if you had new ray just going to all the same place and he was the only change i i think it would have put it more on him if that yeah. makes sense yeah and there was so much kind of going on in this episode to kind of distract you from it wasn't there that um, so much kind of silly and crazy stuff and and i did like the fact because it's been very out of character for um benny as well when at first when i saw it so he you know he's about to leave the consulate and you know buff guy as i'm gonna call him buff interior buff designer guy. buff, buff guy. interior buff designer guy. guy as he was credited <laughs> um yeah he's got this like sandwich sitting next to him benny just nicks it yeah he nicks the sandwich and he nicks this window putty so yeah yeah I, I, and again it's very nicely done i love the fact that when they tie things together on due south so it's because they are doing work on the office so there's this this putty yeah. there so he it works so yeah he just grabs his sandwich the guy's looking like okay yeah <laughs> sure we're, we're, we're yeah okay we're doing that now so he takes that in the car and oh sorry this wrong one. Oh, sorry but wasn't the Decorator named Sven. Yeah, I think and he was so. Swedish, I believe. Yeah, so, I think yeah. he was. Sven the Swedish. Sven the, the buff interior <laughs> designer from Sweden. Or Sven the Svelte Swedish. There you go. And getting to buy into the sandwich, yes. this was the bit I meant to fucking. But yeah, no, very good point about the uh, uh, the interior decorator, Dina. So yeah, getting to buy into the sandwich. So yeah, he makes up the sandwich. So he so goes, uh, oh, you, you look hungry. Have a sandwich. He buys yeah, the way he's driving. And he's What's in like, that? He goes, oh. Uh, Window patty, so would have preferred some ham or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just so weird. It's so weird, and again, they've just dialed up the weird that was already inherent to do south to eleven now. Yeah, and um, I think we saw outside as well this um blue van that's been kind of like following them around from location to location. I think this is the point where um Ray spots it, and he's like, "Okay, we've seen this van before." this person's mm. following us then um oh and i do like it the way they show us as the audience as they're going along so when they pull up and they go inside a building we just see a van pull up but we don't get to see who it is but it's, it's nice how yeah they build up the tension for us as well so is my sonic getting in the way oh sorry my lightsaber oh it's close yeah it's close enough isn't it I remember due south from when I was a kid, lots of years ago, <laughs> ago now, yes. Yeah, it was a long time ago. No? Um, Facebook user, I don't think that's Tina, uh, by by context. Uh, tell me who you are, or, or give permissions, if it yeah. gives you the option. Yeah, you can always write your name at the end if you don't want to give the permissions. Yep, that's the other option. Um, so or you can remain else, a mystery. Yeah. You could be a mystery if you want. I mean, we certainly remember. Um, yeah, I, I remember seeing... I'm pretty sure I remember the first episode, uh, you know, being shown. Um, didn't he have a wolf called Diefenbaker? He did indeed. He did. That's what we're talking about. Uh, it's Dave Marsh. Oh, hello, Dave. Dave. Dave, who we Dave. went to conch with. <laughs> yes, he yeah. did have a dog called Diefenbaker. We love Dave. Named after the uh, Canadian Prime Minister. Yes. Um, where are we going now? I'm not, I haven't even been looking at my notes very much tonight. We're just—it's just we're just chatting through it. We're just uh, chatting through. So I'm trying to remember what happens next. Though I have not had a lot of sleep. Yeah. So um, they go to this. Um, I'm, I'm assuming it's like a an asylum kind of a thing. They go and see this guy, which they believe is behind these fires because they were thinking back to previous cases, 
<laughs> they were like, okay, we like he had a bit. Oh of a, yeah, and the, yeah, they they te he's testing, uh, he's Ray. testing like, Ray. Oh well, Ray knows. Oh, of course, it's this guy's like, nope, that guy was an an arsonist, but he only worked in this. Or yeah, that yeah. guy had a gang which was described with him. So you kind of get the idea that this new Ray has studied all their cases. Yeah. But it's we're we're kind of in the same. That's what was kind of exciting about this yeah. is we're in the same boat. We know everyone's in it by context, and then things like, "Hey, you did talk to Walsh, didn't you?" And we know Walsh has got someone to explain to him, but we don't know where this guy's come from, why he's there. No. Um, it's very nicely done. So yeah, when he it comes is, up with yeah. those cases, yeah, it's very nicely done. It's odd, old, odd Callum driving the Riv. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it's. And again, it's, it's something about this, like the, to begin with, he's driving the Riviera, Riviera, Rivera. By the end of the episode, the Rivera is up in flames. So it's another thing we're letting yeah. go of uh, with uh, letting go. With we're Ray. moving on, and it's the one last car which gets trashed by uh, by by Benny. So yeah, so that's the third Riviera that Benny's managed to get uh, destroyed. Yep, that wasn't all all Benny's fault this time. Can you imagine when Ray does get back and he's like, oh, cool, so I get my car, but you what happened? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so they go to this um, asylum, I want to call it, because they go into this room and this guy, he's in a like full-on straight jacket when they're talking yes. to him. This was such a funny scene, though, because even Benny was like, oh, well, you know, we were the ones that arrested him, so clearly he's going to remember Ray. He's going to recognise Ray. Which is really nice, but it's the bit where where uh, New Ray goes psycho on oh him, and God, he, he does, does like, he? "Do you see the guy who brought you on it? Do you do it?" And you like, it does make you question, yeah, yeah. like, who is this guy? Yeah. What, what are his limits? He was very much the bad cop in this situation, wasn't he? Threatening him, he was threatening to physically hurt him, and then <laughs> I just loved it at the end that they, you know, they get the information out of him. He's got this woman on the outside who's been communicating with him, and. Um, and obviously, she's the one that's actually going about doing these um, arsons and, and setting everything on fire. And so, it's just oh. put, uh, when David uh, Marciano returns for the finale, I don't think he even asked about the movie. No, he doesn't. No, but I, not, I feel like but... it's almost like a deleted scene or a, a thing we didn't just, see yeah. when he goes like after that. He goes anyway. Look, okay, I may not get to work with Benny anymore, but at least I've got my sweet ass Riviera. Where, where are the keys, boys? That would have been a nice thing to end on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's there in the hospital going, okay. Feeling rough now, but when I get out of here, going back to that car of mine. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, I'll yeah, be fine. Yes, Ray. Yeah. Yes. Someone go and auto trader <laughs> quick. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Ray went very much bad cop on this guy. And he's almost at the point of like punching him in the face, isn't he? But he gets the information that he wants. This woman who was called Greta Garbo. <laughs> yeah. That was her name. That was it. She's legally changed her name to Greta and Garbo. Think that... She's so sorry. They think that he's just sassing them. <laughs> it's like, no, no, that's him. No, no, that is her name. And and I just love that after all that aggression that comes from Ray, that Benny just goes, thank you kindly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so great. And I just, yeah, I love the contrast there. Um, oh, and then they um go to this woman's house and, well, flat, and they're looking through her stuff, trying to figure out, you know, where she might be, what she's up to. And they see this um Canadian um leaflet how to become a canadian citizen i loved all the little comments that came from ray from that and he's like going through this leaflet and obviously just joking he goes oh number one get a big hat <laughs> <laughs> number two lick electrical sockets <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i was loving all these silly little comments that were coming out of that yeah oh then i think that was the searching of the consulate 
Yeah, I think we kind of um, went ahead of ourselves there, didn't we? Oh, with the putty. Yes, then that was after the asylum, actually. So we kind of skipped ahead. Was it? Bit. Yeah. Well, according to my notes. Anyway, we've, we've yeah. done that. Yeah, we've done that. We've moved on. And we've got about um, five and then, minutes before we. Yes, yeah, so we're going to gonna speed this else. up. So then they're driving in the car. They're following the blue van. Um, I think that yeah, they see the blue van outside the consulate, and they're like, right, it's her. They're chasing after her, and then they figure out that the, um, it, you know, the next her next plan of action was to set fire to the car. Um, so he, Benny goes all over the car looking for the ignition, and it's hilarious. He is climbing out of the window. He's going on top yeah. of the. Roof. And in the meantime, uh, new Benny's opening his heart to him and going, "Look, okay, I might as well tell you what's going on here." So, <laughs> and you know, I'm thinking I don't have much going on. So sure, I'll take the job. So there's bits we don't hear when he's jumping out. Um, yeah, it's wonderful. Oh, yeah, it's just so funny. He's going, all, all right, Alex, from the next show. Yeah, we know it's <laughs> nearly biscuit o'clock. Uh, actually, Alex, uh, after we finish this, I'm going to play a short video because I've got to let Michelle out. But, but biscuit o'clock will be around on the hour. I'm hoping I get let out and I'm not just like stuck in here forever. she biscuit boys, I don't know. <laughs> Anyway. Um, yeah, so anyway, the car ends up exploding, and I loved it because there's a little bit before it explodes where um, I think it was Benny that was saying, oh, cars very, very rarely explode. And then, poof, yeah, <laughs> car explodes. And I love the fact that he's going, like, let's just stop and jump out. It's like, look, there's people around here. We have to drive somewhere safe. And it's like, it's almost like this is the point. You can chart by this moment when Ray starts buying into Benny's eccentricity so he is choosing yeah. to stay in a car which is on fire it's like yeah, through just does. the course of one adventure with penny it, it's twisted his mind to go along with it it's like um they've they've often suggested that the doctor in doctor who has got some sort of like thing which makes people want to open up to him like just something or them sorry i should say now there's something about them that just kind of uh has this power over people that they want to tell him what's going on i think there's same with benny it's like you just spend yeah, so. a few hours around him and you just buy into his world and his particular brand of uh, Billy Cock. Um, see, I'm, I'm trying to swear because I know some families sometimes watch this. Yeah, so this car that's on Although fire. Kids should be in bed by now. Probably. Yeah, get to well, bed, no, kids. No, we got people in Canada and America. It's cool. Still go to bed, kids. So it will be good. Yeah, go to bed about four o'clock. Four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Go to bed. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they end up driving into the water to put the fire out on the car. And this um, Greta Garbo woman's looking on thinking, yeah, I've done it. They're dead. And then the next minute, Deef is the first one. Deef and Baker is the first one that comes out of the water. Yeah. And I think she was okay with that. And then I just love the fact that um, Benny's hat just comes flying out of the water um, before Benny. And it's like he rescues his hat before he rescues Ray. Although I want someone to cut it for, for a YouTube-like thing uh, of as Deef comes out of the water... I can be your hero, baby. Like, just starts playing. Yeah, that would have worked. So why didn't why shouldn't did, be singing so long? So uh, why didn't they play that? That would have worked so well. It would have. I would have liked it. I what mean, just because it wasn't recorded at the time. Not that's not good enough. No, not good. But enough. if someone's put that video together, we will play it. Yeah, and that <laughs> it's so funny because then you know, um, Benny pulls Ray out of the water, and then this woman's like, "Oh, they're still alive!" So she shoots Ray. And he falls backwards, obviously, after the shot, onto some squeaky rubber ducks. <laughs> yes. Uh, just, yeah. It, 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 like, yeah, There's okay. So many Let's just moments. throw some rubber ducks in He's here. Like, oh, no, dramatic moments. He falls back, squeak. <laughs> so funny. And um, 
yeah for a moment like Benny just like leans over to him doesn't he he's like really um we are gonna have to fall towards the end I I do love the last bit where you just got um they're in the station house and finally Walter catches up with him he says that uh very quickly explains that original Ray is undercover and um and then you see like a lovely moment when he, he heats up the uh, postcard. It goes like, yeah. it's cold out here, heat me up. So it's, um, he knows to like put his lighter underneath this postcard and you suddenly see a picture of Benny and Ray appear. And it's just a really nice button, really nice kind of goodbye for now at least from the original Ray. Yeah, yeah and Sarah, Sarah's yeah. just put that as well, a postcard from original Ray. We've just found out in the mob now. But, but we see this, but we also have this last bit where it's like, that's enough for um, Benny to then reach out to New Ray, and yes. that's just a nice little bun on. Oh, the, you know, the 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 adventure continues with this new guy, and it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay, isn't it? It's going to be good. So, just quickly, then, um, ring, can you give me the information this week ring, and tell me what the best moments of the week are? Uh, so, I think my Canadian of the week is probably going to be. Why haven't I thought about this beforehand? Um, oh. Do you want to go first while I'm thinking? To speed things up? I kind of want to watch you flounder, because once I say it, you'll just say the same one. Yeah, but okay, it's the, uh, in the Canadian consulate, it's the, the uh, station chief, because he's yeah. actually Canadian. Okay, yeah, mine too. Why yeah. do you never think yeah, of these I things? I don't know, I don't know. And the most American of the week, um, you first. So I was going to say Greta Garbo because I think she was an American actress. So that sounds very American. See, for me, I was going to go for New Ray. Just just do simple things sometimes. Make it easier on yourself. Although maybe you're doing the uh, sensible thing. You're saving up Ray for another day. I could be. When there's a really tricky episode. I'll tell you what, Ray we'll do We'll God. do Greta Garbo because that gives us a get out of jail free card that we haven't already now. spent. Yeah, yeah, like you did with mine. Uh, and the best Stephen Baker moment of the week for me, I think it was when he was just rolling overboard when um, when Benny was going on too much about his um, capture. All I'm going to say is, you can be my hero, baby. I can kiss away your pain in the club style. Um, that's my bit. So uh, that's the best moments of the week. That's a rum that we're drinking. That's the episode I talked about. I have been Detective Squeak. Well, this has been Willow, and somewhere over there is Dottie Baker and Bouncy Michelle. And say, Michelle, just in case there was anyone watching who had a compass and they wanted it pointing in a certain direction till next week, uh, what direction would you have them pointing in? I guess due south by southeast. Thank you kindly. I'm Tony Craig. I play Jack Huey on due south. I am Catherine Bruyer. Hey, everyone. This is Ramona Milano, otherwise known as Francesca Vecchio. This is Paul Haggis. This is Paul Gross, and you're listening to Do South by Southeast. Thank you kindly. I wish this podcast would carry me away But while talking to Squeak and Michelle get a word in edgeways Rick over a bottle of rum on a darker Southampton Bay To South, that is what we're talking about
It's been a while, but we're back in style and we almost know what we're doing. Ho, ho, ho! I am Santa Detective Squeeze! You had to a big one, maybe. You're going to get the dogs barking in a minute. My goodness. Who the dogs? <laughs> squee, 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 squee. Um, anyway, I'm Detective Squee, and with me as always now, my uh, co host tonight has been auditioning to be one of my elves unfortunately she didn't meet the height requirement but on the plus side she has been considered for a major hollywood movie they're going to remake gulliver's travel and they need some lilliputians and they want to save on special effects please welcome my co-host mountie michelle i was gonna say because i couldn't be you know i couldn't be an elf i was gonna try for little baby um rudolph i mean i don't think i don't think they're born that small I mean, you, know, you, you, you don't see Santa with a little one in his hand. There's Santa. no hope for me. I mean, I've said that for years, but that's another story. We are uh, just lifting a glass of Prosecco. So cheers to Christmas to everyone. Like we will go into what we're drinking as the podcast would usually dictate. But um, we hope you're doing well. What we're doing tonight, and we would like your comments. Oh, we've already got a comment. This is very exciting. Happy Boxing Day from hey, Sarah Kirk. Actually, I, I will open with this. Sarah very kindly sent me a bit of Boxing Day fun, as she called it. Uh, not like that. She sent me uh, some videos. Again, not like that. But she sent me videos. You know where you can do the face swap things? So first of all, we, we, we played these just before we went on there. First of all, she had me as Kylo Ren, uh, which is Adam Driver uh, in Star Wars. And the thing is, worryingly enough, we've got very similar noses. So when you supplant my face for his... It's different, but it's not as different as you might expect it to be, you know. Don't get me wrong. Far, far better looking man than me. I'm not going to deny it, but we've got very similar noses. Uh, he's got a schnoz on the man, is all I'm saying. And the other one, which was the other? Oh, was, of course, was, as, um, as Fraser, Fraser. Uh, from Juice South. How can you forget that one? I, I, I might have been drinking. I've been at my mum's all day. Okay, we had a family Christmas today, so I might have been drinking already. So this one's going to go right off the rails very quickly. We're, 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 starting messy. we're going for a record today. But yeah, yeah, it was a deeply disturbing image to see my face on Paul Gross's in that image. <laughs> but thank you, Sarah. That was absolutely fantastic. That gave me such a chuckle. So thank you very much. Uh, one last little Christmas present. So I appreciate that. Uh, Michelle, how have you been? Let's move on. <laughs> it's been quiet and peaceful, I believe, oh. all around the hospital. Uh, Michelle, for anyone who doesn't know, and, and one of our fine NHS nurses. Mm, been a tough time. Yeah. Tough, tough time for the NHS at the moment. Yeah, but you know we're we're working through it. Funniest one was. I say that some of us have been on strike, but not our hospital. Funniest one was uh, my mum is, is a Tory writer, which I only say because it's relevant to the story, because she was she'd already tried me weeks before saying it's like, oh, well, what do you think of this nurse's strike? I mean, when I was a nurse, we never used to work. And everything. I go, this is the no, first time. This is the first time in history, <laughs> mum. It's like, uh, 
And I go, Mom, like, don't you think it's a coincidence that all the industry has a strike at the same time? Oh, well, let's just change the subject, which is always means I'm going to answer for that. So uh, today she decided to ask my brother instead, who is just as lefty as me. And it's like, like Mom, you're not going to get any further with him. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she, she keeps on trying to find someone who's going to agree with her that nurses striking is oh. just evil and selfish nurses. We're going, like, Mum. She you, might find she someone, goes, but, you know. What she said is like, look, oh, we were underpaid when we worked. I go, yeah. And they're paid less pound for pound, like for what the money's worth now. We're not going to get political, apart from <laughs> me just getting political on this show. We're here for some Shall yucks here on Boxing Day. So before we go any further, uh, I'd just like to ask you guys, please. Oh, and if you're listening to this in audio, I think what I'm going to do is because I haven't got around, even though it was months ago, to releasing the Squeefest episode of this. So this is your little um, starter, if you like, and the mains will be uh, the... Uh, the uh, Squeefest episode. So we're going to put them together. So, because um, I think this might be a slightly shorter episode, because uh, we're going to be recasting Due South. Now, I know, I know what you're saying, sacrilege. I understand that was a perfect cast. But the thing is, if something was recast, as much as those actors are perfect, it would have been different with a different cast. But it, there, there are other casts which might have worked as well. Just because this is a perfect cast doesn't mean there wasn't another perfect cast which was different. And also, being Santa Claus as I am, clearly for my outfit, um, you know, yeah, you bloody knack. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, they reverse it on the camera, so I'm from. <laughs> anyway, look, I'll come, I'll come on. Look, did you go all around the world uh, in you know one night? No, I'm bloody knack. Like you think your nurses Excuse are tired? Me, I was at the front of the reindeer. <laughs> yeah. I was doing all the hard work. <laughs> no wonder we're having trouble taking you off. It's like. <laughs> oh, you, yeah. All right, <laughs> a few Christmas pounds. That seems uncharitable, though. Um, <laughs> anyway, so we want your suggestions. So, you, if you've got any ideas for Canadian actors from any time period, so you're allowed to use any Canadian actor from all time to play every other part apart from the first Ray. Now, I have cast both Rays, but the first Ray was an American actor, and the second one was a Canadian actor. So I stay true to that. I stay true to casting. I've tried to stay true to ethnicity. Now, I'm just going to say in advance, Canada is not known for its diverse acting community. And I'm not saying there aren't diverse actors from Canada. I'm not saying that if you watch Canadian TV, you wouldn't get many more diverse actors. And hopefully they break through as the years go on. But when you Google Canadian actors, it's a little white. I'm just saying that. So, but I, I've managed to um, cast non-white actors in non-white roles. So they they might be from different different ethnicities, okay. but at least diversity and represented re representation mm. is put into it. I'd happily have colorblind cast it, but really, I could not find that many diverse actors Come from on. Canada Come which on, are famous. No, now again. <laughs> Canada's probably got loads of actors. I know they play a lot more Canadian TV than we see over here. There's probably loads of, um, you know, diverse Canadian actors who we never hear about. But unfortunately, if I've never heard of them, I can't really know the cast or know who they are. So that's that. Uh, so that's me covered. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well covered. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, and I don't know what criteria you used. Is, if you, uh, did any of this? I tried. Uh, you, I, know. you know, I really wanted to pick people that I knew and I'd seen them and mm. some um, for the roles. And and so, yeah, I probably haven't stuck to casting them kind of like colour for colour um, no. as much. But I do have some people that are, you know, non-white. Well, that's the thing. If, if I knew a lot of other Canadian actors, again, I, I wouldn't have cared 
like Cameron Blaine casting, I think is brilliant. Just the person who's right for the role. Uh, but I just don't know that many Canadian actors other than the really famous ones. Yeah. Uh, I'm I just... feel like you're not going to agree with some of my choices as well. Oh, it sounds like it's going to get a bit spicy. <laughs> um, but I did like the time travel. It was kind of fun to cast from any time period. So I've even specified in one of the actors, uh, it's what, young. What time this period? Actor. Yeah. See, I might have to say that for some of mine, maybe. Uh, I, I'm. Where's the soundboard gone, Michelle? What have you done with my soundboard on my? Done nothing iPad? to it. Don't go accusing me of things. Or I might start accusing you of things. Like, can I just? I would like to just say to the people out there. His chair is higher than mine. He wouldn't let me. Have she's the on a booster chair. seat. She's on a no, cushion to make him look. He's got me a further. cushion, but his chair is higher than mine. So it's this is why I look lies. like a little child sat next to him. I mean, if we're if we're going to say about height things, uh, what did we discover when you stood were stood okay, up waiting yeah. for me to be in the chair and, and I sat down on this seat before you sat down? Well, I was about the same height. You were the, you were <laughs> pretty much exactly the same height stood up as when I was sat down. So. I, mean, I wasn't going to bring it up, but like, you, okay, we got some orders of business okay, as okay, always okay. here on Due South by Southeast. So, <laughs> have you all heard that home? It's of course <laughs> the feature which is sweeping every nation. Every it's Mini Manti Club. How many are we up to at the moment? My goodness. 130. This is number 130. So, oh, the, the inductee now is going to be 130. Yes. Okay, brilliant. Like I, we, uh, we, we saw that. Yes. So, uh, since we last recorded, I've got a new housemate. So, uh, my housemate Gordon moved on. And so, uh, housemate John is going housemate to be the. Um, and I've got to remember his surname as well. I'm going to try to. I think you just called him Housemate John. Yeah, Housemate John. Housemate. I will remember his surname later, uh, which <laughs> I do know that. Oh, that's annoying me anyway. Uh, oh, we got three viewers. Wow. Uh, given that we did not advertise this really at all, I did post something earlier and we did get some new people joining uh, the Facebook group. So thank you very much. If you have not been inducted into Mini Monty Club, really, it requires nothing of you. Absolutely nothing. We basically, you say, can I join Mini Monty Club? And we add you to a list. It's sort of like when they used to give shout outs on kids' TV shows and they'd have this club. Yeah. They'd probably send badges. We're too cheap for that. It's not uh, even a good list, but it's it's a, it's a messy list. Yeah. It's not even a good list. And can you imagine if I was keeping the list? Yeah, bloody hell, what a poop show that would be. Um, I don't know why I'm making clean tonight, but let's go clean tonight for this. Uh, well, I mean, I might go out the rails quickly, but let's try and do no swears. Go for the chiddlers. Crimbo. <laughs> Any Santa should not call them chiddlers. <laughs> oh, for the chiddlers. Okay. Chiddlers at Christmas. Uh, we hope you had a wonderful Christmas, by the way. As yes. well, I think I already said that. Um, so that's Mini Man's Cup. Although, yeah. it's Christmas, so I I'm going to do this jingle live because we haven't recorded it before. But dun 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 dun. Bum, bum! It's the Mini Mountain Club Golden Circle. Cool, 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 So we need to get a proper one then. Well, I thought that was perfect. I, 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 I think people at home were going, really, that's not pre-recorded? No, it's not. That was just me. I'm not sure we should use that. I think we should. I think uh, uh, Blaine Garrison, if you're listening, just put a beat behind that. That'd be great. <laughs> Uh, so, to yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> if you could do our homework for us, that was always greatly appreciated. <laughs> Why do you think I've got Michelle to write things down? Like I'm going. Um, so, Mini Mountain Cup Golden Circle. So, this is something we do every Christmas. We open up uh, uh, 
our, our circle and shower some Cheers with gold. To the golden circle. So we're opening up a circle and showing someone the gold. <laughs> just just <laughs> kick up a little bit at the innuendo. Jesus Christ. I don't usually have to explain this much. See, we're working clean, but we're British, so we can use innuendo. Woohoo. <laughs> what did you call them? The children? The, the chiddlers. The chiddlers won't get it. Little chiddlers at the Christmas chiddlers time. Won't. I've no idea. It's like being in a pantomime with the young... The um, jokes for the adults. Oh, I mean, or, or one of my favorite ones was um, shows like He Man, they used to do this, and they did a reboot of He Man, which I know some people had some problems with, but I rather enjoyed, which was by Kevin Smith. Mm. And uh, they 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 followed on that tradition of having things in which the kids would, you know, just not even think about, it, and the adults would just laugh at. And they had this, this, this character genuinely from the original uh, He Man called uh, Fisto. And hey, really, in this case, it was voiced by Ralph Garman, and uh, wow. he comes on and just one scene that Skeletor is taking over and doing some bad stuff, and he goes, "Oh, I'd like to fist him," <laughs> which means to beat him up, of course, of course. as we all know. I wasn't. If there's any children's watching, uh, so anyway, so uh, mini Monty Club Golden Circle, Michelle. I think we've got a special inductee. So. Let's read it in this. So we got already inducted into the Golden Circle. Well, I think we all know who we started off with, didn't we, Mr. Paul Gross? Friend of the show. Uh, Canadian Santa. Friend friend of mine. American Santa. Yeah, yeah, we hang it's out sometimes. A, it's an exclusive club. I mean, I've talked to, to him about some of his views, but... Uh, <laughs> Gordon Pinsent. Oh, definitely a big salute. David Marciano. Friend of the show. Tony Craig. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. <laughs> James Doohan. I'm, I'm pretty sure he would be a friend of the show if he was uh, still about today. Uh, well, James Doohan also. Yeah, sorry, James. Yeah. Sorry, let me. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm Scotty. Scotty, no longer with us. And Murphy. Murphy. Uh, the Diddy's part of dog. Romana Milano. Romana, uh, friend yeah. of the show. Stefan. And John and from John. the G South events. Okay. Friends of the show. Me. It was me. Yeah, I felt sorry for you last year at Christmas. So, yeah. No, no, no. The reason why Michelle is and always will be in the Golden Circle is because I have a great work with the NHS as well as here on Due South, preventing me from ever having to lift a pen to make a note. That is the... I mean, the NHS stuff probably comes first, but close second is preventing me from having to make my own notes. It's very important work she does. It's very important. It is. I'll do my bit. Because <laughs> otherwise it's just me being going, what did I write? None of us would know. Uh, and so inducted right now 15. because we've just started series three of uh, season three, sorry, of G South, yes. uh, which was the final series in the UK, but was split into two for the uh, other territories, three and four. But anyway, we, we'll never mind that now. Introduce the new Ray, who uh, I'm hoping will come on the show uh, soon. He did a reply to a message before, but I think he was too busy, but hopefully he'll come oh, on a later date. So. But welcome. The Mini Mountie Club, Golden Circle. We're saluting with different arms, but like I'll assume that's right. Um, we, we welcome Callum Keith Rennie. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sarah Kirk, you're goddamn right she is. Is Michelle your <laughs> personal secretary here? Oh, sorry, screen, well, as I'm sure she meant to write. I mean, I don't get a wage from him, but that's how I feel. You, you could pay him booze, which... Yeah, you bring half of. I mean, half yeah. of, I mean, that's I, point. I, mean I've, I have bought some stuff today, but the prosecco was on Ian. Prosecco. prosecco. <laughs> How many of you had already? <laughs> Not enough. Not enough. Cheers, Sarah. 
which brings me, by the way, if you just tune in, we're going to be in a minute recasting Juice out. Like in a Magro world, we, we, we've gone through the multiverse and we're recasting Juice out with other actors hewn from all time and space, but Canada mainly. And we're going to recast Juice South. Just a bit of fun. We know the original cast was perfect before anyone says it. So please give your ideas. But you can just pick individual characters. You can give us a complete recast. Uh, oh, Sarah Kirk. Good one. I'm on the Baileys. Cheers. Oh, nice one, Sarah. Sarah! Sarah! Big time friend of the show. Always uh, there with a the comment. So that brings me on nicely to... Yo, ho, ho! We're getting drunk as hell! Tell me what wrong Drinking Michelle. Let me show. I thought we were going to have A at the end there. Oh, we can just and add that. Three, two, one. A. <laughs> um, so we, we've obviously, as we said, we started on Prosecco, which uh, give a shout out to uh, Aldi here, I think it was. It's, uh, oh, no, no, this was Sainsbury, sorry. This is Canti Prosecco, which I, isn't a Sainsbury brand, but that's why I brought it. So uh, a pleasant. Yeah, easy drink. It was about like seven quid, so you know, very reasonable price. Um, we highly recommend it if you're looking for something for the new year, uh, cheap and uh, I wouldn't say cheap and cheerful. Like it's it's decent nice. taste. Uh, doesn't hurt the wallet too much. For me, I like a bit of a um, a bucks fizz in the morning on a, a Christmas day as well. But tricky. <laughs> Do you know what? Last year, um, we did um, bucks fizz on the Christmas morning, and then we were like tired halfway through the day. So. I did. I did. Now we're like, oh, I need a nap now. I've started drinking in the morning. Well, you see, this um, year sees me single, and I, I felt like just opening up Bucks Fizz just for me was a little sad. Like my son was with, was here, but he slept until like noon because you know early twenties. Uh, and my housemate was here who doesn't drink, so it's like, yeah. So I opened it up over lunch. Uh, after yeah, so the I ended walk. up with some um, Christmas dinner. Then um, I started drinking, and I haven't stopped. Yeah, I'm pretty much the same. Yeah. <laughs> I've cooked two roast dinners over the last couple of days. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, but like this, I've got to admit, I'm sorry to the people who had my uh, roast dinner on Christmas Day, my Boxing Day, but one was even better. And uh, my girl, my my brother's girlfriend, uh, cooked up a nut roast, which was absolutely delicious. I just did all the veg and stuff, so she did do the nut roast. Uh, oh, absolutely delicious. Yeah. My goodness, I've got so much. I had nut roast, that I found I was just too close to the fire. <laughs> Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Dr. Squeeze singing on the podcast. He probably shouldn't, but he's going to continue. Because Michelle said he should stop. But there's other verses he can butcher as well. We're going to need more drink. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. But... It's all just a hidden, uh, like we're, we're paid by the... Uh, International booze board to just encourage more people to drink. <laughs> oh, people are getting healthier nowadays. Do you know what we need? People to promote alcohol. Yeah, that's us. We're, we're, we're here to work None on the side of booze. dry January nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> Boozy December, that's us. But you know what? I, my birthday's in January, so I never go for a dry, a dry, I can't even say it. A dry cranberry. A dry January. Oh, and what else are we going to be drinking? Though? Sorry, we've, we've yeah, got we were supposed to do the rum, weren't we? Yeah. yeah. So this was the rum that I brought in for today. I also got this from Sainsbury's, but it is. Oh, I can't do this. Discharge. Bring it up. Bring it up. Um, discarded banana. Oh, I thought said discharged. It's not discarded. Discharged. No, discarded banana peel rum with banana peel. It says right there. I mean, the way it's worded it does sound. Nasty, like just, just some discarded banana <laughs> peel we just picked off the floor, <laughs> put in the booze. 
but I've not tasted a um, banana flavor rum, which I like. I've got to say, some of them are really lovely for their um, for their tasting really like bananas. Some are really lovely because they yeah. taste like uh, like the banana sweets. Uh, uh, I don't know if Gary's watching out And there. Facebook user, you know what? I'm, Lol. <laughs> Lol and sounds horrible. Uh, who are you, mysterious Facebook user? Either tell us who you are or <laughs> give permissions to StreamYard. If you're going to leave a message, look, honestly, we've been doing this for years and uh, people who have given StreamYard permissions have never got spammed by anything else. You just give them permission that just shows your name on Facebook. That's all it is. It doesn't sell anything else. Like, you, you I understand if someone doesn't want to, but just to assure you, I've done it several times with good information. Some of other people never heard of anyone getting any rubbish from it. Take that as we will. Up to seven viewers. Jeez, we've got a show here. So, guys, again, just to reset the format once more before we go into it. So, what we're going to do now is mm -hmm. right. So, I, as Santa Claus, I finished delivering all my presents with the aid of Canadian and American Santa and the Santas from around the world. Look, what, you think one man's going to do it in one night? Okay, it's a bit of magic, but let's not push it. Jeez. Uh, we each cover our own territories, report to the big man himself, because, of course, they're the chief Santa. I'm not saying the real Santa doesn't exist, but we help him out. So after we've finished, I go, right, Santa. He goes, yeah, yeah, what's up, Squee? I go, Santa, do you mind if I just borrow the sleigh for some magical time travel to recast you south? He goes, well, of course, I, I, I was surprised you didn't ask sooner. Do you want Canadian Santa to take care of it? It's like, no, I'll do it. And I, I talked to Canadian Santa, who was happy. He, he needed a rest. Time zones and everything, he needed to sleep. So I think I've just, um, you know, explained that perfectly well. Uh, just forgot, sorry. Ah, hello, Regina. Ah, our dear friend of the show. Um, welcome and and I will disagree with you. That sounds horrible, though. I think the <laughs> well, it might sound horrible, but we'll let you know. Well, let's, let's review it. Well, we need you need to get through the prosecco. I'm getting through mine pretty quick right now because you're doing most of the talking. Because can, can Michelle get in it, a word in edgeways? Hopefully not. <laughs> most of the time, no. I'm so lovely to my co-host. I know. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and by the way. I do just want to say before we go into uh, recasting yourself from the multiverse. So that's the thing, basically, yeah. So I use the same technology which we use to slow down time so we can deliver the presence around the world in one night, helping out Santa as we do. But on this technology, you can also go into other dimensions. So where you're slowing down time, you can go through different realities. And I've gone into a different reality, as has Michelle, and brought back a casting of G-South that happened in that reality. Now... Given that it's time and space we're dealing with, these actors can go from anywhere in the space-time continuum. So we might have actors from the distant past or actors from right up to today. Well, you might have them from the past. I mean, I might have watched too much sci-fi. That's the other thing. <laughs> uh, and Regina just said hi there. Hi again, hi, Regina. Regina. I'm waving like off screen. I need to use this hand. Please do say hello. <laughs> if you're not a mini Mountie already, uh, please put in your bids to be a mini Mountie. I say bids, just ask. You'll, you'll be in. We're it. running out of animals to add now with mini Mounties. <laughs> We've got loads more people. Who says we're stuck at 130? 130, yeah. I think we're stuck. Oh, we've gone. No, no, it's okay. Oh, just... We're still here, are we? We're still here. Sorry. Yeah. The TV, which I'm doing this, <laughs> so basically I use the TV as a monitor but it goes into sleep mode after God knows how much time, and then it resets the picture, so it's... Uh... So after 24 minutes, I'm guessing, well, about 25 minutes. Well, we switched on a bit before. It's probably about half now. I'm just getting oh, a great ratio. Anyway, you know, we need to mind that now. Let's recast some juice out! So, 
How did you find this? Was it difficult? Was it easy? Well, it, it... I think probably the way I went about it, it wasn't difficult. For me, what did you just Google Canadian actors? <laughs> I Google Canadian actors. Oh, that's Canadian. Who could I put in? I'm not going to lie. I, oh, did, I, I yeah. did Google it, but <laughs> I really genuinely put way too much thought into this. I was like okay, studying, okay. like, I was like, okay, these are the elements of that character that have to be in there. And this is what the actor had. So, mm -hmm. like, even though some of these will change the flavor of Juice House drastically, I feel like it still fulfills well. So, Walsh has got to be able to do comedy as well as drama. He does some very serious scenes, but he's also comedic. So, it, it takes a specific actor. You know so, what? you just Google shit, didn't you? I did. Oh, stuff. But, I'm but, yeah, where the language so is back, close the language to is back people. Sorry to the jiddlers. I am wondering, are we going to come up with some of the same people? For our choices. That's I, what, that's I, what I, I genuinely was a bit curious. So if you want to pour the drinks, yeah, let me just finish mine. Oh, just uh, salt him. There. Can you believe that he's this bossy? I mean, they've watched the show before. <laughs> if you're new to the show, yeah, I am. So this is what I have to deal with. Okay, so um, so I have he, I've cast everyone. I, I've done quite an extensive list here. So you might have even done more people than me. Well, I think what we should do is I'll go uh, person by person and we'll say who we recast. Again, if you've got any ideas of people you'd recast, we will uh, let me know and then we can go to that dimension. She's opening the bottle, people, by the way. I'm opening a bottle. Not as dodgy as that sounds, especially if you're listening on How radio. are you going to do measures in this? Because... Yeah, that's about right. How do we oh, ever do measures? We... What do we ever use a me measuring cylinder? Do you want to see? Okay. Can't really smell. Oh no! Oh god! You get it just after. It does smell more like banana peel than banana. And again, anyone listening on audio, <laughs> later on, we're sniffing the bottle. Nothing else. So. I don't know if this is a good measure or not. I'm, I'm having... Yeah, it's fine. Chug it. Just... Yeah. Well, well, Michelle works that out. Right. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you start. We've got a couple of messages. We'll quickly do oh, those. Yeah, do them. You two are not the only people dressed festively. I'm wearing my elf top. Awesome. We love that. Please post it in due south by southeast. Can Don't I, plug it. Sarah, you shouldn't have told him you're wearing an elf top. He will make you work now. Yeah, actually, that's one thing. I, I usually make Michelle wear an elf hat every year. <laughs> and then I bought, yeah. Yeah, you're like, you, you bought that just yeah, to stop me. Just to stop you. And then like. Can't really tell very much, but they're nice and sparkly and cute. And Facebook user, Merry Christmas all. Well, Merry Christmas. Who are you, Facebook user? Tell us. Mysterious. Oh, we'll, we'll find out later afterwards. All right, okay. Let's cast some juice out. <laughs> what have you just knocked down there? Oh, that's my eye spray. Oh, I, I'm, I'm tired. I used to look eye spray. Okay. Just a saline solution. It's not fancy. So. Benton Fraser, of course, the show, the person who the show hangs off it has to be some top-notch casting. Okay. I've started off with young Dan Aykroyd. Oh, come on. Get, tell me that isn't perfect, guys. No, I'm sorry, but like, like, it is. Let it's me say, perfect. let me say, let, let, I'll give my pitch, then you give yours. Bye. So, he uh, acted in the Blues Brothers, of course, as well as being in Saturday Night Live. In the Blues Brothers... He obviously did the straight man act quite a lot in as uh, Elwood Blues, mm -hmm. as well as delivering the comedy. In films, you've seen him doing it, where he can be just so funny and then so serious the next minute. Training Places, of course, being Christmas movie, he does a bit of that as well. And uh, I think he, could, he has the chops to do the full range, which we see in uh, 
in Ben and Fraser. So I think he is, and has to be young Danakroyd, obviously, because he has to be young dashing. He's tall and thin, which uh, Paul Gross is. Um, I think it's a perfect casting, quite frankly. And uh, Facebook user was, in this case, it's me. Hello, it's from Anne-Marie Dunstall. Hello, Anne-Marie. Merry Christmas. How's your cousin Katie? Katie Tunstall? It's musician over here. We need a tumbleweed to just. I mean, I'm yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry, Katie. I'm sorry. I'm. I am a Santa. Katie, of... you think you got me saying Katie? Anne Marie. Yeah, I'm yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry, Anne Marie. I, I, oh, I had you saying that, did I? Did I? Not apologising. No, I, I'm Santa, of course. I live for Christmas cracker jokes. So, perfect. Go on. Who is your casting? And I'd like to see you best that, even though I've seen you. <laughs> By the way, I've seen seen the name already. I'm just wondering, <laughs> did you just go, Fraser? How can I get to play Fraser? Ooh, it's got a really similar name. Fraser. It's like, oh. <laughs> and it's Benton. Benny. Is there someone who sounds like Benton? Benton, Brenton, Fraser. I went for Brendan Fraser, obviously. He was the obvious choice. Can I just give a shout out to him as well? Because they uh, do this on um, every year. They do a live read of It's a Wonderful Life for Charity. And last year they had Ted Lasso himself, Jason Sudeikis in the main role. And they have like all these just huge cast who give up their time for free. So this year, I'm getting there, I'm getting there. So this year we had um, uh, Brendan Fraser was in the lead as uh, George Bailey. Okay. They had Christina Applegate, Brent... Um, Brent Spiner from uh, Star Trek, who plays Data. Uh, huge cast. Oh, uh, Seth Rogen. Absolutely massive But yeah, he led it as uh, George Bailey. Brilliant job. Uh, Jason Stake, because I think was the best. He he was like, he sounded like the ghost of, um, of James Stewart. Okay. But, oh my God. Um, yeah, Brendan Fraser was amazing. Great casting. I honestly, young him. He played uh, Dudley Do-Right as well. Was it? It was one of the Canadian... I think it was Deadly Do Right he played in the film, which was a Canadian Mountie kind of comedic role. But go on, give your pitch. I, I mean, I don't have much of a pitch, really. I think <laughs> <laughs> young Brenton Fraser. Jeez, I'll give five minutes on your choice and why it's great. And he goes, <laughs> now I bet you must have something wonderful. Now, nah, name sounds similar. Look, I told you, you probably put more thought into this than me. I thought, do you know what? He's, when he was a bit younger, he was a good looking guy. I think he looked quite good in Mountie uniform. Um, and Marie Tunstall, yeah, <laughs> I get that often, believe me. Yeah, I, I would imagine you do. And um, we will save Regina Corinne until you're finished okay. with your choice. You okay. Then we've got another but, good one, you know. I think he would he'd be good at bringing in the comedy, and he's also done serious roles as well. He's a good actor. I think he would, I just think he'd be very good in the role, and he'd look very good in the mountain uniform. Yeah, as I say, he, I, I'm pretty sure it's Dudley Do Right he was in, oh, he played a mountain, and again, it was a yeah, comedy mountain role. Yeah. Uh, Regina Kim has put, how about Keanu Reeves? I, I, he was someone who, he, he does, didn't make my list, but he was someone I was thinking of for all the roles. I, I mean, he was so funny in Bill and Ted, mm. but I think that is too slapstick and he's a great serious actor, but it's almost like he has very extremes. He is a great extreme actor. Great choice, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, I'd love, I'd love to at least see what that would be. I think it would be quite an intense portrayal of it. And, you know, I don't know, it would be very interesting. But, yeah, no, I, I love the uh, choice. Good idea. Thank you, Regina. Yeah, thank you. So now we go on to uh, the first rate. Uh, just give me a second. 
Oh no, it was on my phone. <laughs> I look at the wrong device. That would help. So, uh, who did you have as Ray One? Well, I might have missed something here. <laughs> did you not cast a Ray? I cast a Ray, but did you say that he, he had to be an American actor? I did. Well, look, you do you. My, want... my, my thinking was I cast Canadians for Canadian. So, yeah. as far as I know, the whole cast was Canadian apart from the first Ray. So that's what I went with. But no, well, it's cool. Because I think I forgot. Um, I think I forgot to go back because I what I was going to do was cast an if he was an American, if he was Canadian, and I've done the if Canadian. He was Canadian if he was an American, if he was a Canadian. Yeah, and what? I've done the Canadian part, but I've forgotten to do the American part. So I'm confused. I don't get that sentence at all. What <laughs> if he was a Canadian yeah, playing American? Was, no, if I was going to cast a Canadian, I would cast. If I was going to cast an American, I would cast. Oh, you've given two options. That was what I was going to do, but I then forgot to go back and do the American one. <laughs> I think, which I think was the whole point of it. So you explained what you were going to do, which is what I kind of said, and that you yeah. didn't do that. Yeah, and and what you've do done that, is just cast something else. So you've just cast Canadian. Yeah. Right. I think you might like your cast as a Canadian, though. Okay, you give you give your Canadian, and then if you can think of an American, yeah, then cast. I'll have to think of something. Yeah. Um. So. I thought if I was going to cast a Canadian... So this would be for Ray, too, for is Ray, the way I'm doing it. Um, Will Arnett. He did make my list in another part. Did he? I like I him. Because yeah. he's quite good at doing a bit of a straight role, although usually it's kind of like a straight but comedy role. But I thought I could just see him in it. I could just well, see him as Ray. See, I, yeah, just for me, though, again, I think that's a great choice. I mean, I think I'd love to see he's that great, show. What it would it be like <laughs> with him, with Brendan Fraser? But I, I, mm. I've never seen him doing much of a straight role. Mm. And I want somebody who, who fulfilled both of those, uh, which we'll see my number in a second. Sarah Kirk has put, just submitted a photo of me wearing my elf top as per your request. That will be appearing oh. on Due South by Southeast page as soon as we finish this. Awesome. Thanks, I want to prove that. Thank you, Sarah. So that's your one. Right. So I'm going to go with my Canadian one first. Then I'll do my American and see if you can think of one for that. Okay. So, so my Ray 2, I'll do it in reverse order to match how you've done it. I've done Michael J. Fox. Young Michael J. Fox playing uh, the second Ray. I think the second Ray was quite comedic, which Michael J. Fox can do heartfelt or comedic. And as could that guy, uh, I'd say Callum Keith Renee, who just entered our golden circle and was showered with, uh, with gold. Um, I, yeah. I, I think Michael J. Fox, he kind of speaks for himself. Like, it, just he would be great. And, like, I'm picturing him at the age he was when he did um, Spin City. So it was a bit older, but still, like, I think early 20s, yeah. like mid-20s maybe. So I'm picturing mid-20s Michael J. Fox. Okay. And also, obviously, with uh, where he has got Parkinson's, that was a time when he was able to work, which I think he does pop up and things every now and again, but he has to be very sparing with his work now. Due to his condition. Uh, and for my Ray One, oh, Sarah Kirk has correctly said she loves Michael J. Fox. That's the only right answer. <laughs> so for my Ray One, so this is to replace David Marciano. Now, uh, I think he might actually have some Italian roots himself. Bruce Willis. Ooh. I mean, obviously okay. the Die Hard and the Christmas of it all was in my head, but I just thought he would, he can crush a really serious role. He's very funny in roles. So obviously he did Moonlighting was the thing which uh, he broke out in. Uh, some Die Hard movies, mm. which have some wonderful comedy in them, but they're very serious. Uh, just a wonderful round act 
Anchor, and I think he'd be really great. And again, sadly, another anchor who, due to I think it's aphasia, yeah. can no longer uh, work. But like, put him in about the same age as um, David Marciano was when he played the part. I think he would be brilliant. And he's also kind of got that similar hair. <laughs> I, I'm not saying that mockingly. I just love that. Uh, so he kind of works on many. He's certainly played some Italian characters. Mm. And I think he's got Italian heritage, but I, I must admit I haven't looked that up. Uh, Sarah Coke, I love Moonlighting. It was great. I, I We were talking about this the other day. Uh, I was really annoyed it's not on stream services, but apparently there it might be coming to one in the new year, someone was saying. Okay. So, anyway, we've got. Uh, so, have you thought of an American which you would put in the place of Marciano? Think of Marciano. Think of Ray. I need to go. Oh, sorry, excuse me. I need to Google. So, I don't know someone's name. <laughs> so, you look up the name of someone. This is Dynamite, uh, both um, viewing and listening <laughs> right here. Oh. It's Michelle Googles. And I take a drink. Yeah, so you, you can I'm, talk, tr I'm trying to you fill in talk, time. Yeah, you talk Again, Google. Sarah, have you come on, um, Sarah, have you got any ideas of who you'd get as Benny or Ray? Anyone else watching, please do drop in your suggestions. Again, this is a bit of fun. We know the Juice South cast was perfect. Oh. We love them all. But I also think there might be other actors who were great as well. There's Michelle and... Googles. <laughs> <laughs> and turns into a witch yeah. apparently. Did you get anyone for for uh, for Deef? I did, but I'll get. To that. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. I was just going to do mine if that. you didn't cast anyone. I love I that. May have gone a little bit weird for that, but um, yeah, we'll get to that. I think my choice works. Like this is how seriously I was seriously looking up Canadian dog actors. That's that's how far I went to oh. for this. See, now I've gone and picked someone that can't pronounce his name. That's a look. What's his name? Oh, John Lagazamu. Yeah, that. Lagazamu. So uh, L E G U I Z A M O. Lagazamu. I've I've heard his name pronounced. He's the guy. He was in Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh. I just clicked off. Sorry. Let me get back in. I was going to show you good people. So uh, he was in Romeo and Juliet in one of the counts. I don't know if you can make out that, but. Guziamo, I, I know I've heard his name pronounced, but yeah. I can't think of it. Um, and I know I'm butchering it, so I do apologize. But great idea, he would be wonderful. He's I've seen him doing some comedy stuff, he's mostly known for serious roles, so I think yes, it would I actually be nice to see. Him yeah, and he's got that um, Italian American thing going on as well, which I think would work really well. I mean, well. some of these I did think it's like I know I've seen these people do serious acting, mm. but not very often. So I picked some comedic people who I know can do it, but aren't known for it, which I kind of like. Um, so my casting for Deef. London from The Littlest Hobo. London playing The Littlest Hobo. Because <laughs> German Shepherd, bit of an old uh, willow who you can see the body of sleeping in the background. Um, is that Canadian? Yes, Littlest Hobo oh. is Canadian. I looked it up. It's Canadian. And London's Canadian and uh, German Shepherd. But I thought what, what we could do in this recasted, like in this reality I went to to get this cast this from, mm. they had basically said that um, it was part wolf, part German Shepherd. So it was a, it was a crossbreed, much like Willow as well, who was German Shepherd Collie. So I thought, yeah, we get around it a little bit by okay. going to say okay. part wolf, part, part German Shepherd. Well, you, went, you went closer than I did. <laughs> What, what? I might have got a little bit rogue on this one. Did you go for Lassie? <laughs> I 
sounded a little bit weirder than that. Um, I put way too much thought into deep. No, I love this. I love I, this. I should have paid more attention to the other characters. I, I, I mean, so just the build-up to this is great. I went for um, an actor who, who played a werewolf in a Canadian film. Okay. Because it just sounded really funny to me. So they act so he'd be basically in full wolf makeup. We're <laughs> walking around and go, oh. <laughs> I, and I bet his acting wouldn't be as good as the dog who played Deef when he was meant to be, like when he was kind of pushing himself against the door. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know if What's the actor's like, name? Yeah, so the actor's name was Leo Fafwal. Fafard, Fafard. What I do is I'll get a picture. Fafard, Fafard, and he played. So this is um, a Canadian. Sounds like a um, Steve Martin character. Leo <laughs> Fafard. So yeah, it was um, a Canadian film with Canadian actors, and so this guy plays. He's he plays a cop, which I thought was ooh, quite fitting. Yeah, he, he's he's a cop but, uh, with an alcohol problem in a small Canadian town. Becomes a werewolf. But um, retains his um, human intelligence. And I tell you, when I went to the reality with Michelle, where they filmed this, Jesus, just a guy walking around going, "Oh, it was, it was brilliant." It, it, I mean, you you may become picture it, but it was great casting. Uh, Sarah's put great idea, bit ahead of myself. But how about Dan Aykroyd for the part of Walsh? I love that. I, I genuinely, at one stage, I'm not kidding. I almost had young Dan Aykroyd playing uh, Benton. And it's Walsh, old Dan Aykroyd, because I thought I'd been funny. So I'm glad you said it because I almost did, but I didn't go through with it. So uh, brilliant. Thank you. So um, can I just put up a picture? Of, oh, yeah, please. Of, of Wolf Cop. <laughs> God. Another Wolf Cop. So there's two of them. Oh, yeah, there's more. They made more than one, believe it or not. There is a Wolf Cop. Please, have you seen Wolf Cop? Please tell us how good it it's, is. It's a comedy horror. So we I'm... might have to do this one like next Halloween for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'll read this. So an alcoholic cop experiences blackouts and starts turning into a werewolf when the full moon appears in the sky. That's the write-up. I love it. I love it already. I've not seen it. It's great. Yeah. Um, so next, we've got Lieutenant Walsh, actually. Very appropriate oh, enough. So Sarah okay, would put okay. Dan Aykroyd. Uh, I think it's my turn to go first. Go. I put Seth Rogen. So again, Ooh. an actor who's mostly known for comedic roles. If anyone's seen American Pickle recently, where he plays two roles, though, it is very comedic, but he yeah. plays a few bits seriously. He's done other films where he's done serious parts. He actually was in the reading for It's a Wonderful Life, as I mentioned, mm -hmm. and he played Clarence the Angel, and he knocked out of the park. He was really great, and I felt, um, I, I really wish I could see him in more comedy, or more serious roles as well as comedy. Uh, I think he's, he is genuinely an actor who is, um, you know, used too much in one vein, whereas I think he's got more he can do. So my pitch, Lieutenant Walsh, Seth Rogen, it's got to be from now, though, because he's got to have that age to him. Like, you know, I think he's he's got a really good look for it as well. And I, I would love to see him, him standing up to the FBI uh, against them. Okay. So mine... Sorry, just didn't <laughs> drop the phone on that one. I can my <laughs> No one drops that high because it's... I don't have any... <laughs> I went for um, William Shatner. Nice. Now I thought he's got the right look, and I, you know, but you know how he acts. I just thought he would be great when you've got Benton going to him, and Ray. It's great casting. And, oh, it's great casting, and that that 
that universe when he was playing that, he was good. He was like, it took about 10 minutes extra per Walsh scene for him <laughs> to, to get through his lines. <laughs> but do you think that you can catch this? <laughs> I just thought How about you <laughs> look some of the other cases yeah, the, the, on your desk the pile before the piles of this bit. You go off with the man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's great, guys. I may be using some else. A little bit of tease for you listening there. I said this is going to be a quick episode. Already 45 minutes in. Uh, I knew we'd spin it. Um, so, Huey. Mm. Have you got a Huey? Yeah. Oh, then Jack Huey. What you got for us, Michelle? Oh, we're going with mine. Yeah, it's your time to go first. Oh, see, see, this is where I went with Seth Rogen. Okay, I could put because I think I was kind of thinking about Huey and Louis as a bit of a duo. Yeah, and I was kind of think I didn't necessarily kind of separate them. Not that I'm saying I cast them for both of them, but I kind of thought like who would which two would work well together in this situation. So I went. Oh, with, do you want to do your double bill then? Yeah, should we do, 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 do Huey and Dewey? I do a double. Um, so for Huey, I went for Seth Rogen, and for Louis, I went for Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> oh yes, Huey and Louis. Dewey's the in the last series. Sorry, who in Louis? Sorry, okay. who else? Um, yeah, so Ryan Reynolds. So I thought, oh, I love I that. Thought that Ryan Reynolds would, and anything. I thought they would Please. be a brilliant double team and they would play quite well off each other in those roles. Each other, each other. Do they go very amateur suddenly? Why am I amateur? Yeah, I just thought that those two together would, would work quite well. I love that. that that's mm. genuinely fantastic. Uh, so for Huey, because I want to get a black actor again, I want to do uh. Like at least get an actor of color for every actor of color in the G South cast. So I've got a bit of left field here because he did start as an actor before he became a singer, world uh, selling out stadiums worldwide. I give you from um, oh God, what was the show called? Uh, Degrassi High, Drake. <laughs> you went for Drake because he was an actor, and he like okay. I think now he has kind of got the look where he could get away with Jack Huey. He looks very kind of like it looks like he can be a cop, like a one in really good shape. Um, yeah, I loved it. I, I, I think he'd be good. And again, he's got acting chops because he used to be in Degrassi High. I, it's either Degrassi or Degrassi: The Next Generation. I forget which one because I've never watched any of them. But uh, he got Kevin Smith. Uh, as, they got James Silent Bob in his music video okay. uh, where it was like a school reunion for Degrassi High. Um, so I just thought, again, I, I, I can't say I've seen much of his acting, but he seems like music videos, a lot of, uh, act, you know, a lot of um, musicians who are good in music videos do actually make really good actors. And paired with him, I've got Drake and Will Arnett. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you got Will Arnett. Yeah, I got Will Arnett in there because I thought he plays that really good... Um, he plays someone who takes himself mm. very seriously, but is a buffoon. That's a yeah. part he plays a lot. And I thought that, um, yeah, Huey, Dewey and Louie, yeah. uh, all these kind of like, uh, they're always trying to be Ray and Bennett or best them, but they quite yes. often come a cropper. So I think yeah. Drake would do what um, I always thought um, uh, T-Dog Craig, uh, Tony Craig, the one <laughs> thing which... Friends now. With buddies. I <laughs> know uh, Tony Craig. I think the thing he really did was he was usually the more high status out of the double act and he was a bit more serious, but he, he was funny still. And uh 
the other character, like Louis, was more the comedic, like he was more the like, yeah, you tell him, and it's like he'd just be a bit more buffoonish, which Will Arnett, I mean, if if anyone hasn't seen it yet, please do check out Successful, the Christmas special, Who Killed Santa? It's amazing. I mean, I was a big so, fan of the original show from the UK, yeah. which is called Murder in Successful. When it went to America, I think they cheesied up a bit. They, yeah. they pay too much attention. This is the problem they do it. Like when things are remade for America, a lot of the time they'll take the format too seriously. And mm. like in the UK, if there's any kind of game show to it, the jokes come first. That And I think sometimes that gets a bit lost in the translation, but the Christmas special was bloody hilarious. Was they amazing. they were not worried yeah. about the game at all. No, 100%. It was not yeah. about the game. Yeah, and, and it, it was, was the best hilarious. one they've done. It was by far the best one they've ever done. It was so yeah, uh, it, that was genuinely. I put that up there yeah. with the uh, UK one. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, well, on it, uh, made both our lists. I think a worthy choice. So, is it my turn to go first? Go on. Then. I think so with Lorraine. So this his Lorraine. Do you mean Elaine? Elaine. Yes. Yeah, sorry. I think I was correct. Changed it on my phone. <laughs> Elaine. Now, here's an actor you probably won't have heard of yourself, but if anyone watched Smallville, Lana Lang herself, Kristen Craig. Now, she went on to join... Uh, she wasn't the main one, by the way, because there was two actors from Smallville who went on to join Nexium, which was the American cult where people got branded. Uh, and one of them was very high up in the organisation. I know of this because I actually watched a true crime thing on <laughs> It was Alison uh, Mack, I think, uh, mm. was the one who got, uh, yeah, she was basically very high up in the organisation, mm. but she got Kristen Krieg to join. But anyway, she played Lana Lang in uh, in Smallville, really great actress. She's got um, actually Chinese and I think Jamaican descent in her ancestry when I looked it up because uh, again I wanted to make sure that I was casting people of colour and people of colour's roles so I thought that was interesting and it was like it was a different ethnicity but it still brought in that thing uh, a bit of diversity to the cast I think she's a great actress very sexy I think she could do the Lorraine kind of sultry thing which Lane did so well um, so yeah Kristen Krug okie dokie and she probably prefer if I didn't bring up Nexium but there we go <laughs> Um, yeah, so for my Elaine, I went for Nina Dobrev. I don't know if I'm saying her name. Oh, right. it's the other one who was in my big fat Greek wedding. I don't, I don't know. That might have been a bit before her time. Um, so around Halloween time, I went through a stage of watching lots of um, vampire diaries. Okay. Um, then she came up and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, she's good. She's a good actress. So, and she's from Bulgaria. Nina Dobrev. Um, Dobrev. I mean, we could try the accent. I feel like I'd probably offend a lot of people. But she's a very good actress. And I thought that, she, yeah, actually. And because um, I don't know if you've ever seen The Vampire Diaries, but she does um, quite, she plays a couple of different characters in it and plays, and they're all extremely different from each other. And so I think that she's actually quite diverse as an actress and she can pull off being so down to earth, for being sexy. She, yeah, she's, she's a very good actress. And I, th I thought that she could pull off that role. And it's, she's Canadian. It's not an actor I, I'm aware of, but um, yeah, sounds good. I like the casting, yeah. Yeah, this is where I feel like maybe you've put more effort in than me. <laughs> well, I think also because uh, Christian Krug, uh, by the end of Smallville, mm -hmm. I think the age she was there was about 
right for Elaine as well. So, uh, okay, uh, who's your franny? My franny, my franny, Neve Campbell. That's what I went for. I like that. I can see yeah, that. I, um, yeah, I very beautiful. Thought, yes, you, you would be so good and at this. Great actor as well. She's a great, yeah, she's a great actress. She's Canadian. I think she's got quite, you know, a good look for it as well. And I've never seen her doing sassy, which I think mm. would be interesting as well, because that's a very sassy role for it's, Franny. It is a very sassy role, but yeah. When I just looked at her, I just thought, you, <laughs> you're the one. I like it. Uh, I'm going to just Google mine just so uh, if anyone who doesn't know it. It is Lexi Doig. Yeah, and I'm probably mispronouncing it, but uh, that's the lady there. Okay. She is a Canadian actress who I did look up. She does have some, um, again, non-white background. Uh, like she's got one white parent, one uh, parent from somewhere. So I'm sorry, I can't remember. Uh, and Jesus, this was a worrying thing when I was trying to look it up because I wanted to be ethnically sensitive. I looked up what ethnicity these people are and I suddenly realized that looks really bad if anyone looks at my search history. <laughs> Why are you looking at the ethnicity of these actresses? That's weird. But no, it was in the interest of being diverse in the casting. And yeah, I I, I think she's a great actor. She's been in, um, there was Andromeda, uh, which was an American sci-fi thing. It was another Gene Roddenberry creation after he did Star Trek. And um, he, she played this, Android slash the ship's computer. Uh, she was also in uh, some late series of Stargate. Uh, great actor, and I think she does sassy really well as well. So uh, she's got that. So yeah, I, I, I think okay. she'd be great. Uh, so I think it's my turn to go first. Go Thatcher. For Thatcher, see, I've I, I'm quite, okay. I'm gonna look a bit smug here. I'm quite pleased with myself here <laughs> because what I did was. I cast someone who was in a guest role in Due South as a main role. So I give you, as Thatcher, Carrie Ann Moss. She is hella sexy as... Uh, was, show me a picture. I will in a second. Uh, she was... Uh, she's So she's hella sexy as was the original Thatcher. Uh, she's a great actor. She can do that kind of empowered, uh, you know, in charge very easily. She was in um, The Matrix, she's probably best known for. She guest starred in Due South and she was also in, um, oh, what was the other show? Uh, Daredevil more recently, the TV show. So let me just bring up a picture of her. Carry on, Moss. Okay. Amuse yourselves at home, please. Yeah, you, I mean, you could talk for a second. That would be the other option. Could. Jesus. I mean, I could, couldn't I? Oh, so somebody knows who she is. So yeah, that's her uh, Matrix style, and I will show it to Michelle okay. in a second. Okay. Yeah, okay. She was in two episodes of Due South, so she was um, one of uh, Ray's uh, rival's girlfriends in one episode, and in another episode, he steals away mm. from him. Do you remember that? She looks familiar. Yeah, anyway, it was her. I, I think she really does embody... Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah from Juliet's yeah. Bleeding. Sarah Kirk, thank you. Yes, that's the episode. And she was in an episode before that, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly. I'm pretty sure she's in two episodes. But anyway, in the second episode, you've got the guy who would uh, really play basketball with and, oh, and put a basketball in oh, his face. You know the second episode, episode yes. with him in? Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. he gets, he's you know, for revenge for Ray, yeah. and they've got the girlfriend who has a hot spray. That's her. 
okay. really amazing um both those episodes actually but yeah she she's wonderful actor i think she would do everything was needed for that mm. again i think she's got all those sides to her that is necessary for that okay. she can play comedy as well she did a, a bit of that in uh, daredevil recently great I, I think she'd be great thatcher so mine i went for sandra O. Mm. because i thought that she could pull off um that kind of like almost stern but sexy kind of yes yeah thing yeah going on that um thatcher obviously has Definitely. She's your boss, but she's a little bit sexy. You might be able to get her, but you might not. She might be able to have your leave. Also, she's just got that kind of presence about her. I and know. after all her acting in Grey's Anatomy, you know, <laughs> if someone gets injured, she could just yeah. stitch him up. I'm pretty sure she knows how to do that. Pretty sure she does. Yeah. Um, she was in Killing Eve, which I haven't mm. seen, but if you need to kill someone called Eve, <laughs> I, I'm she's sorry, I haven't, seen it. I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, I just thought that, yeah, I don't know why, but she was one of the first... Funny enough, she was one of the first people that came to my mind when I thought about Thatcher. No, I like that. I do. Yeah, great casting. Uh, so we're on to Turnbull now. Yeah. Did you not cast a Turnbull? I did. I did. Why do you look so sheepish? This is something. This is, <laughs> oh, this is going to be a good one. I don't know if it's Strap in for this one, people. I don't know if it is. Um, I went for Michael J. Fox. Okay, I can picture that. Because he's a bit, he's a bit of a goof. I think you'd but, have to have really young Michael J. Fox. Yeah. So we're talking about about Back to Future. Yeah, maybe, I think, maybe yeah. about that way. He, he's trying to be all kind of like, you well, know, it's it, job, but he's a little bit goofy. Everything's going a little bit wrong. And... Do you remember the film uh, The Hard Way with James Wood? No. So basically, James Wood plays this uh, hard, hard edged cop, and Michael J. Fox is this pampered actor who's doing a role as a cop, and he goes to shadow him. And just basically is just a complete git, just keeps on like he's doing impressions of him, so he's trying to get the role, and it's just ridiculous. And I can see that side of him going towards Temple. I like that. That's a really good choice. Okay. See Michael J. Fox. He's one of those actors though who could do so many different kind yeah. of things. Uh I've got for my Temple. I'm sorry, I think I I might win this one. Rick Moranis. I didn't think about him. Rick Morales. That's all I'm saying. I think he would perfectly play. He, like, he is the guy you mm. root for, yeah. but he's a bit crap. Baby. Like, you know, in, in most films, like, that's kind of the part he plays. Like, even in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, yeah. he's a great scientist, but he gets it all wrong. Yeah. And, like, you know he's just got the heart, though, of, of such a pure heart. In Ghostbusters, the same thing. He's so pure of heart. He just wants to do good by people. He wants to win over um, uh, Dana. But never, like, you know he's never going to get her. But he, you know he's just so just innocent and sweet. And I think that's what Turnbull is. He's an idiot, but he's kind of a very sweet one who, who's trying to do the right thing. You might have that one. I, I, no, I, I did. <laughs> Unless great. anyone wants to stick up for me out there. Anyone, anyone? anyone? No, no messages. Okay. Uh, again, if you've got any uh, casting you think, if you're going to recast yourself, please do let us know. We've had some wonderful mm. suggestions already. So we've got next to you to go first with Buck Frobisher. I don't know what you're going to think of this one, but I went for um, John Candy. Actually, I'm going to get you to do two at once, and I'll do my two. Buck Frobisher and Fraser's Dead, and that's all I've got. Okay, I don't know if you've got so Buck else. Frobisher, I went for John Candy. 
because I think it's quite it's it's usually quite the comic role that yeah. he plays. So I went for John. Very Candy. true. Um, but he can do serious, which yeah. Frobisher had to be in certain yeah. scenes. Yeah. And for um for dad, I called him like Dad Fraser. Dad <laughs> Fraser. Dad Fraser is what I wrote down here. I went for Dan. That's why I went for Dan Aykroyd. This is so interesting. Because I, this is so interesting. I saw him in that role so well. Perfect. By the way, yeah. I, I I love to mock. I usually do, but I cannot do it here because yeah. that's wonderful. And also, it's really interesting because yeah. the two I picked for these two roles, yeah. I I swapped over and I could easily swap back because I think they work for yeah. both roles perfectly. So for Buck Frobisher, I give you William Shatner. Ah, yes. Again, yeah. he is such a big buffoon of a guy. Mm -hmm. He can be so funny, but he can also give a really good straight uh, performance, even yeah. if it is a bit uh, cheesy. And I think uh, for Fraser's dad, I put John Candy. So he's the one who's like yeah. delivering these ridiculous lines one minute, and then next and minute then he's giving some sage yeah. advice or something heartfelt about his mum or like being a good man, mm -hmm. which... Uh, Fraser Senior has to do all the time. Um, so I, I think either of those. So, but I could also picture John Candy as Buck Frobisher mm. being this like uh, Mountie who definitely knows his onions, but is so silly in another moment. And uh, I could picture William Shatner being Fraser's dad, giving him kind of heartfelt speeches. So it could go either way. Um, yeah, I, I hope we like this. Um, so we've got, I'm in a coffee shop. Starbucks here in Toronto and checking my Facebook and hear you to our Merry Christmas. We don't know Merry who you are though, Christmas. Facebook who user. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I hope you're having a good Christmas. Can you let us know who you are? Um, Enjoy the Starbucks. All the best in 2023. Thank you. And a fist bump Ooh. as you've given us the emoji there to other Facebook user. I think one of those is Tom Lessis <laughs> because the next, uh, which who played, uh, I'm trying to remember which way it's like Huey doing Louie. So he was Huey. I believe in the latest series of GSF. No, it's Jack Huey. Dewey, I think. Dewey. What was a Louie? He was one of them. <laughs> I get these three. I, honestly, I do. Uh, anyway. Uh, it was Dewey. Sorry, I've been corrected by you. Dewey! <laughs> and I'm going to guess that's Tom Melissa's, which is one of the other comments. Uh, and so it goes, but yeah, Tom Melissa's Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Merry Tom. Christmas. Uh, you're wonderful. I, I remember the roles very easily, but because it's Huey, Dewey, Lou, which is obviously the um, nephews of Don Duck. Yeah. I get the names confused. Oh, Willow wanted to say hello as well behind us, I think. I know Jack Huey. <laughs> yeah, Jack Huey was um, was uh, Tony Craig. Mm. Anyway, I digress quite considerably. Thank you very much, Tom. Always a pleasure when you interact. Uh, hopefully we'll have you on the show soon. We do want to we want to watch a few more of series three, uh, season three, sorry, just yes. to uh, get who you are a bit. I've, I forget who I am sometimes, too. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <Don't> we all? <laughs> Tom, uh, all we, uh, the only thing we do know is you're a top like and a wonderful actor, and we do love you in G South. It's lovely of you to be here. And, and yeah, okay, you. sorry, yeah, that's the one we haven't done. Sorry, I, I haven't done it. I, I, I think you haven't. So who would you cast as the, so when in my version, so who's gonna die? My version. I know this is <laughs> so my version. Will Arnett's gonna die. In your version, who have you got as the I've got Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds has <laughs> We're to gonna die. kill off Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. So I'm gonna bring in Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> you already cast Will Arnett, so good luck. No. Oh, yeah, I can't 
Got to go, but have a good night. I'm going to guess that's Tom. Tom, thank you so much for joining Bye. us. It's such an honor to have a Jew South actor join us for even for a little while. Take care, man. What a, what a gem. If I go back to the drawing board. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing looks spring, like springing on Do you know there. what? Someone that I haven't done cast was Ryan Gosling. There we go. Thanks to Sarah Davis from Facebook users. Again, I'm guessing that's Jack. Uh, that's Jack. That's uh, Tom. You're just making names up now. No, Jack, here he was. Oh, yeah. Anyway, he's just thanking you, which is <laughs> lovely of him to do. Uh, so thank you for connecting from Starbucks, whoever that was. Yeah. That's really cool awesome. as well. So have you got a name? Have you got someone you want to cast in there? Ryan, not Ryan, but Ryan Gosling. Nice. Again, wonderful casting. Um, what kind of period do you think of? Like young Ryan Gosling? Ryan Gosling now? I'd say a little bit younger than now. Maybe I mean, I will give him. He doesn't age much, that guy. Doesn't, he, doesn't. He, he, <laughs> What's his secret? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'd say a little bit younger than that, but he's probably not that much younger. Yeah. And perfect for Tom Melissa's because he, he never ages right. either. I mean, I get the thumbs up because it was a cheesy thing to say, but I'm not being disingenuous. Have you got anyone else that you've cast? No, I haven't. Have oh, you got another one? That? No, I haven't. I was going to say, have I missed okay, someone? I was getting a bit worried then. No. Because I thought that was the full casting. Anyone else think of any characters we missed? Anyone you want to cast? Yeah, guys? anyone you right. want to cast. You got another few minutes while we just it. go from if there's anyone. Um, so, who's your favorite Canadian of the week? <laughs> We're not going to do that feature because that could be very difficult. Yeah. But um, I'm really pleased with those. I think both would be, well, mm. I said would be. Obviously, we traveled to these different dimensions and seen these shows, and they were perfect. Mm -hmm. So, uh, wonderful casting. It was very different to the uh, G South, we know, though, but that's the beauty of the multiverse. Yeah. We're not going to get one of these out before the New Year, though, guys. <laughs> so we want to wish you a very happy New Year. Again, if you've got any suggestions, even after the show's been out, please pop them in there. We'll love reading them later because that's half the fun of doing this is interacting with you good people. Um, I'd like to give a shout-out, though, to something. The good folks behind Juice Events, so that's our friends John and uh, – sorry, Armani John and yes. uh, Connell Stefan. <laughs> Uh, they are coming up with a board game for Due South. I don't know if you've seen anything of this no. in the other Due South group, but um, it's wonderful. They're going to actually make a Due South board game. Awesome. Uh, so hopefully, and I know they've said that there's going to be some more news about that soon. When it comes out, we will get hold of a copy and we'll play it and we will give a little review here. Sweet. Might even record us playing and see if we can come up with the funny stuff. You never know when you're playing a game, <laughs> like it, it translates, but we will at least give our review on here. And um, we just hope you've had a wonderful Christmas. You have a happy new year. And the one time of the year, I'm sincere to my friend Michelle, I would like to thank you for your tireless work as an NHS nurses. Please. One time. One time. I, I love out there to all the NHS nurses, Everyone, all the people yeah. who are working so hard on the front line, lines. I know. Um, it may seem like COVID's gone away, but it really hasn't. It's really putting a huge strain on the NHS, as well as seasonal things they deal with every year. And uh, as someone who works for the NHS in an administration role, I can be more proud to be part of, part of such a wonderful organisation. And we'd like to send our love out to the uh, frontline workers all around the world. You do an amazing job. Thank you so much for keeping on doing it during Christmas and New Year's while the rest of us are out partying. Sorry, I do get a bit choked up because this means a real lot to me. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Michelle, any last words? 
No, I just hope that everyone has a really good, happy, healthy year. And uh, hopefully we're going to see you soon. We're going to do lots more Do Surf Recalls in the new year. Yeah. I, 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 all a bit, and this is not this isn't a blaming way, but it's like it is usually because Michelle's <laughs> horrendous, no horrendous schedule as an NHS nurse. Um, yeah, uh, so uh, power to the uh, anyone who's striking at the moment, um, just for me anyway. <laughs> Views may may just may uh, very people and a happy new year from Sarah Kirk hey, as well. Sarah. Thank you very much, happy Sarah. New year. And um, yeah, just finally, thank you very much for listening to our uh, various uh, bullshit over the year, as every year. Uh, I know our output has been probably lower than ever this year, but we do have to do more due south by southeast in the new year. Keep your head on swivel and we'll have more uh, party times for you. Take care. And uh, from me, Detective Squee. From Willow. And from <laughs> Reindeer Michelle. Reindeer Michelle. <laughs> so Santa Squee, I should have said. Uh, Michelle, say if these good fine people had a compass and they wanted to keep it pointing in a certain direction till next week. Which direction, pray tell, would you have them point said compass in until we meet again? Until the new year. Do south by southeast. I don't think I'll milk that enough. Till we meet again. Oh. <laughs> Thank you kindly. <laughs> We're not out yet.